Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Show number 212. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. You know, we're just three heroes who beat off alone and don't <laughs> give dildos as Secret Santa gifts in the office. Good God. It's, it's pretty sad when, when, when we are now, like, you can congratulate most guys for going, hey, when you beat off, is it by yourself, not in front of someone with a horrified look on their face? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a decent human being. Have you what? ever given a sex toy as an office party gift? No? Congratulations. You've I mean, I've given gifts that might have been used as a sex toy, but that wasn't during during tent. So, I- uh, Yeah, that was the, the, the Matt Lauer thing, right? He, he seemed to have a whole scheme going on. Color me not surprised, because the whisperings about Matt Lauer always have been generally, he's an asshole. You know what I am kind of yeah. shocked, though? I thought that he was considered a good-looking guy in the media. I would, you know, I, I would think so. And it, so it's kind he's of shocking. on TV. He's like one of the most popular anchors on TV. He's not a troll. I mean, like physically, and he Although, obviously makes a decent wage. I'm sure, or it made twenty-five mil a year. His hair disappeared right, quickly. Right. That's one thing I remember and about Matt Lauer. F- okay. Uh, do you think that means anything against no. rich, powerful, and on TV every night? Yeah, no, just, Bruce, Bruce Willis can't get no pussy. No, right. <laughs> hey, I've been bald. I've been shaving a bald since I was 23. I'm just saying Matt Lauer was one of those people where it was like, I saw him one time, he had a full head of hair, and I saw him a year later, like, fuck happened? Hey, he just, he, you know, he went with it. Like when his hair left, but, it went quick. Well, you know, the big question now with the Matt Lauer situation is... What did the NBC execs know? Probably because everything. I, I don't think that I don't think that he just like installed that remote door lock by himself. I know, right? Wait, what? I didn't hear about the remote door. Yeah, lock. he could. He could oh, you didn't know that doors like, of his would, office from his desk. He'd call people into the office, you know, and start things would start going a little weird, and he'd be able, he'd just flip a switch and the door would lock. From the Roger Ailes line of privacy devices. <laughs> right. Wow. Wait, like, that's like, 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 was he stroking a cat? <laughs> like, like I know, the, right? When the woman walked into the office, did he have his, uh, the, the chair turned away from her? And he turns around real slow with an eye patch on, stroking a cat, flips the switch under the desk. No pants. I, yeah. I, wow. That was another one who just that. like, like, why? You guys are like, okay, Louis C.K. isn't, he's not going to be on, uh, he's not going to be, you know, the uh, man of the year or whatever. He's not, you know, a super attractive even, guy, but he's, he's fucking tall and rich and on TV. He's not why even. Does he have, <laughs> why does he have, like, the same moves as Matt Lauer and fucking Charlie Rose is just fucking, here's my dick. Whoa. This is how I go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta say this. You got some serious rabbit ears about tall guys, man. 
Like, he's he's <laughs> tall and rich when he's on TV. And they're like, tall? What's tall got okay. to do with anything? Rich. That's all you need to tall. be. <laughs> oh, please. You don't hear women talk? You don't think they like that they're into tall as a thing? I mean... Uh, yeah, okay, I get tall, it. Tall, dark, and handsome is a trope no. for a reason. Yeah. Listen, listen, you're absolutely right. But I'm going to tell you what. Enough zeros in your bank account, Danny DeVito could fucking turn into a good-looking oh. guy. Trust me, I've... I've seen it happen for a lot less than a couple than, than six zeros in a bank account. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, and I'm not fucking six foot, and I, I think we've all done pretty well for ourselves. I mean, I, don't, I, I haven't seen everybody's team photo. As but. someone who's, I'm like exactly average. I think I am five eight. I am the national average for a white male. As someone, yeah. Who's, and on top of that, there's only what four or five percent of the population who's taller or six three or taller. I mean, it's that's. They're, they're the freaks. <laughs> you know, someone who's dated in his 30s, some, you just got a decent job. Fuck, rich. Yeah. Decent <laughs> job, no kids. Yeah. House, car. Yeah. N- not a felon. These things, these things go a long way. But no, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's, look, it's not necessarily because he's, he's only a good-looking guy. It's because we have, jo- half-jokingly, I, at least, I mean, I've been half joking, but I've been also meaning I'm half serious. We've talked about this since the, all this shit started. Good-looking guys, it doesn't tend to be called harassment when they come on to a to a woman. Oh yeah, did you notice Ben Affleck? Kind Ben Affleck showed up and just kind of went away. I mean, oh, granted, there was a giant shitstorm. Kind of, he got buried in a giant shitstorm that was Kevin Spacey. But still, I mean, Ben Affleck. Yeah, his came out and then just kind of went away. Because he, he's probably the quote-unquote hottest guy that's been accused of any of this so far. Well, also, I think Ben Affleck's yeah, that's a well-known pussy hound. I that's mean, true. this is, every, everybody's known this about Affleck. So is that just a proactive move? Just, just if you like fucking? Like, yeah, it's Ben. But then again, wasn't that what they just said about, oh, that's Harvey, the world's worst sitcom? Yeah, yeah, but I, to me, Ben Affleck. The, notice none of the accusations were he physically intimidated the women. It was more of a he's drunk, grabbed a titty. He got yeah, he got drunk and he was flirting way too forwardly. But even that one that one lady that interviewed him was like, "That's not like I press charges." Now, if that had been Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith would have had to write a check. Okay, right. even, if, even if you're, <clears throat> even if you rebuff somebody like, uh, um, or like what's his name, like Batman, uh, it's still got to be flattering, <clears throat> you know. I mean, I've been when I was married, I had good-looking women. I don't know why come on to me, and I was like, because you're married. Oh uh, yeah, that wedding ring is the best. Is the best opening line. In any bar, especially right. if you're banned. Um, right, right. Yeah, the wedding ring means that, well, he's not afraid of commitment. So he's and got that going some, for him. And somebody must want his ass for some reason. Right. Um, but no, I, it was it was always uncomfortable because it's like, uh, you never get these calls or, or these, these things when you're single, do you? And there was a few women who were just blatant about it right in front of my wife at the time. And like... It made me even more uncomfortable when she got upset because most of the time she'd laugh it off and go, he knows better. He's seen good fellas. He knows that he'll wake up like Henry Hill with me straddling him with a gun in his mouth. 
So I was like, yeah. Damn. I, hey, man. Just just saying, you know, you know who, you, when you're young, you put up with some shit in a relationship you win it with as you get older. But, but no, man. See, it's, my, I, yeah. my relationships are more like casino, where they just go crazy and bash your car up. See, I... Oh. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I have been told that we've been together long enough that killing me would now be considered justified. Oh, look, <laughs> like look, she would have if, so, yeah, she'd be able to dig up something to prove. Yeah. Well, look, if you've been in a relationship long enough, I look. I can only speak as a guy. You've already plotted how you would kill your woman if you were going to do it. You know, I mean, some. You know, it's either some guys. You know, it's 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 it's. They put the pillow over her sleeping face. They put the silence pistol to it. They pull the trigger once. The single tear rolls down their cheek. The, the, the feathers come up in slow motion. It's very cinematic, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I had to do it. Other guys, it's like, cut her head off, put it in a bowling bag. What was it, Chris Rock, that said, was it his routine that said, you've never been in love if you've never uh, sat there and thought about killing? How you, no, could, I, how you could get no. away? If you've never wanted to beat a woman's ass, you've never been in love. And if you've never wanted to kill a woman, you've never been married. No, then it, it's somebody. It's uh, maybe. Well, I know this is quite the spectrum going from Chris Rock to Bill Engvall. But it's somebody that says if you've never sat there and plotted on how you think you could kill that person, you've never been in a real relationship. Like how you think you could get away with it, what you would do, how you would do it. Did you see that? Uh, her- <laughs> When the Matt Lauer thing started unfolding, uh, Geraldo Rivera started tweeting about maybe we should slow down and investigate, and you know maybe Uh-oh. all these guys are getting well, sweat. And she, everyone's like, "Oh, oh, no, oh, Geraldo's no, next." Well, yeah, because I've there's been whisperings about Geraldo for years. Geraldo's well, apparently <laughs> one of those people that can't travel without his wife. Right, and I don't understand why he would even speak up, but as soon as he did, Bette Midler came out and was like, uh, okay, well, let's start with you apologizing for drugging me and feeling me up. Okay, <laughs> first of all, Geraldo goes back to the Studio 54 days, reporting from there, which we know it was, it was cocaine and Caligula going on in that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> there could have been a man in there, who knows? <laughs> exactly, he's probably... <laughs> felt, he's pro- He's That's probably great made out album with a name, guy before. By the way, Cocaine and Caligula? No one's ever come <laughs> out with that? It's a double album. <laughs> it's Anal oh, Cunt's yeah, new like double it. album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no. Uh, <laughs> and then somewhere someone's going, Anal Cunt? That's not a band. Oh, yes, yes it, it is. is. It up. Oh, Look yes, it, it is. That's <laughs> all I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but no, man. So I that doesn't shock me. It's just. No. I, I no, I didn't. I obviously didn't hear about the 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 Doctor Evil door lock from his desk. That's okay. That puts Matt Lauer now from the eh, definitely into the Harvey Weinstein Kevin Spacey camp. Dude, that's Roger Ailes' s locking the door. Yeah. Why? I mean, yeah. the fact that I don't know how this works, but. I would imagine maybe this is something that he would have to ask for. And doesn't somebody ask why? I mean, what would be the possible excuse for having to have a door lock switch at your desk? You, you know, right? guys, I think, I think exactly. I think this is pointing out why certain 
personalities don't make it in these type of businesses. Because I think all three of us, well, I think we would ask too many questions. I know me. I would, I would probably get him one-on-one and be like, who the, what is this? So you can like get some bitch blowing you and pulling a Clinton and you don't have to worry about a new one walking in. Right. I think that's, you know, you could just look at Matt Lauer as being just another one in a long string of creeps that are going down. But the Matt Lauer, the story behind his behavior kind of points to the bigger issue. It's, I mean, if we accept that guys given the opportunity will be creeps, not all guys, but a good chunk of guys given the opportunity will, you know, start to act out in this way, we have to start looking at the type of systems that allow them to operate. And here it is. I mean, a big, powerful guy makes millions of dollars. Everybody sees him on TV all the time. And it's just accepted that they have to make certain exceptions that hey you know this is how powerful men react this is how this is how you know they they need they need to uh to do these types of things you know in order to i don't know just let off some steam or or whatever you know whatever excuses they they're able to make in their head and and i don't think that this is necessarily like a, a news guy thing because let's face it, Matt Lauer. I mean, he's not a fucking reporter. He's a fucking talking head. Right? Yeah. He's not writing the news. He's just reading it off of a fucking prompter. Yeah, he's nobody. He, he's a news reader. He's somebody that looked trustworthy enough and could read well. You know. But so this is really more about Hollywood personality type than it is about you know. Coming from a news organization or anything like that. This is this is more abuse of power, isn't it? Well, isn't this, right. I mean, this is all, the same way that like all these things have in common. All, you know, all everybody heard all these stories about Louis C.K. I'm sure his manager knew, or his uh, you know whatever company represents him, or or any people that he does business with on a regular basis had to have heard about these stories. Someone's not going to tell someone was, about, dude. I was with Louis C.K. and he whipped it out, and started jerking it. You think no one... That is not something someone's going to hold in forever. Well, we know. I, I, I mean, yeah. We knew that the story was, was rumored even for if, years now. Even if Louie gave you 50 grand to shut up, you're going to tell someone when you're drunk, like, dude, you can't tell anybody this. Check this shit out. You know? Yeah. like. So, I, I mean, I, it's nice that we can go through and, and call these people out who are creeps and and start to filter them out but unless you actually start to tackle the systems that are are producing these creeps that are you know enabling that's essentially what what you have here is you have uh, structures that enable people i mean look, i frankly like i don't think that uh <laughs> even if i was popular enough for anyone to give a fuck about that there would be anything that could Dig a, that could be dug up from my past that could cause me to lose my job or, or suffer in some oh. way. Oh, you know? yeah. There's but, definitely, dude, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lose <laughs> your I was job. in a band. I used to drink a lot. Dude, all you have to... Have but, you ever leaned in for a kiss and she kind of didn't meet you that, like, 80-20 and... Maybe, maybe you know, just sat there and then you gave her a kiss and you realized, oh, wait a minute. Sure. I sure got, no, I, I take your point. That, 
we're we're broadening the definition, but I, that, that's kind of separate from what I'm the the point that I was trying to make is that my bad. Go ahead. It, well, no, that's fine. But even even though I don't feel like I'm that type of creepy guy, I can't say 100% that if I was in a situation where, like, I don't know, I was a fucking rock star or an actor or something like that, and people are just giving me millions of dollars, and women are throwing themselves at me, and any type of behavior from me is completely excused or laughed off, that I couldn't develop into that sort of person, you know? It's... Because at our core, people are, are lazy and follow the path of least resistance. And if you get absolutely zero resistance to get what you want, which is really just to whip your dick out and jerk off in front of somebody, then and nobody's going to tell you that that's not cool to do. I, I think then, yes, there is you, a there is. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, no, no, I was just going to say I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. There's a. I agree with you. There's a. There's a mindset surrounding people like this of not my business, maybe. Don't ask too many questions if you want to be here. You know, too many questions means not enough. Don't rock, you know, yeah, you're, don't you're rock no the fucking boat. But don't we don't also fuck have with to, the talent. We also have to talk about something. And I do agree with uh, uh, a lot of, I, I guess, feminists on this, is that, look, there are certain things that go together in these, in these, in these cases. And you're talking about very confident maybe delusionally confident, overconfident guys, alpha males, type A personalities, and those guys who are driven to get what they want don't take no for an answer. And I'm I'm not talking about in the sexual, I'm not even talking the sexual dynamic at this point. I'm just talking about in life. And then you add in the sexual dynamic, and I think it's very rare you're going to find that type of guy who's who's like that outside of, of of sex, who's going to be the wilting flower that lets you make the first move, the oh baby, I want to make love to you type in the bedroom. I think it's going to be very much like I'm going to make the first move, I'm going to be the aggressor. I, I mean, as stupid as it sounded when Trump said it, I totally understood what he was saying. Yeah, when I see a hot chick, I move on her like a mother. Well, he said move on her like a bitch, like a bitch. but I'd have been like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't. And like and that, to, but I mean, if he just said I move like I move on it like a motherfucker, I'd have been like I get that because I know guys that are like that. I know guys. I know, I grew up with guys that are like that. Guys who women go, oh shit, this asshole's at the party. Hey, Rich, come here, yeah. man. Don't wander too far because he just fucking he gets drunk and he's gonna come over here and he's gonna be standing awful close. And I'm like, what? Has he ever touched you? No, he's never done nothing like that. But you never know. And it's like, yeah, I know him. I know you're right. right. All no, right. It's a, it's the type of dude who has no shame. And so you can't embarrass him by telling him no. Like most guys, like myself, you go up to a woman, ask whatever. You want to dance? You want to drink? Do you, can I get your number? If it's a no, you're like, oh, fuck. And you feel so ridiculous and small and you just kind of limp away. And some guys don't have that. They are not affected by that. And also we have to address the fact... And they have like the salesman quality, like a no is just another step to a yes. Like you got to keep pressing. And, and we have to address the fact that those type of personalities appeal to a lot of women. 
and you can't have it both ways. So we're going to have to. We're going to have to come. We're, we're, but, we're quickly but, coming to wait, a crossroads. Wait, there's a middle ground. To, there's a middle ground. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, Aaron. I'm not, we're not talking about the middle ground. This okay. is middle, middle ground no, is what the extremes are. And I'm just going to use you as an example because you just gave it. The extremes yeah. are a guy who walks up to a chick he doesn't know in a bar, tries to spit game, gets shot down, and he's like, "Oh shit." And then the other extreme is no is just a, a yes waiting to be said. The the middle ground is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the 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 the, the latter example. Right. The ex- You're talking the ex- about like the pickup artist, the the movie, the pickup artist, where he just he just really keeps talking to the girl until she gives in, right? And and I mean, and and as case in point, I have so many people in my life, whether they be family, friends, people I've met at work throughout the years, who whether they're male or female, have stories of. Oh my God! I met this person, and I really, you know, I was like, uh, yeah, kind of good looking, whatever. I didn't really think twice, but they just, man, they just, they, you know, they kept after me. And most of the time, it is guys. And I don't know if it's a, a Stockholm. I mean, it, it, it can if it's Stockholm syndrome. But you know, when they talk about the, their quote unquote courtship, and the guy was just like, you know. You know, yeah, I shot him down and insulted him and all this, and he just kept coming back and coming back. And, you know, it kind of endeared me to him. It was like, wow, he's, you know, what is it about me that he keeps coming back? Ooh. Wow, he's I, he's awfully confident. You know what I'm saying? Do you you, know you what just I'm saying? described like, every fucking romantic comedy ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how, so this is what I'm saying. We are, we are fast being shoved into the middle of the intersection where we have to, as a society, go, okay, either we need to, demonize is a strong word, but we need to curb that, put a cap on it, a hard ceiling, whatever you want to call it, to where it's like, okay, there's there's the, the, the charmingness of the chase, and then there's, you're, you're now past it, and, it, and we need to start teaching that to kids before they get to the age where this shit starts, or we need to accept that this is part of the, unfortunately, human mating ritual. Because I, I, for, and, and this is just for those people on that side of the, the extremes. I'm not talking about your average person. Your average person might, like, I've been told no and kept trying because sometimes I get a no with a kind of lopsided no. smile. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I okay, you want to play the game. Yeah. Right. I get it. The chase is on. But then I've gotten a, oh, bitch, please. And I'm like, all right, later, cunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it. Nope. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. Right. Don't even bother. And, yes, I do have friends who cast a wide net. And like you said, it is. I've literally watched them go to a bar, take them to a show. Hey, man, he's my... Uh, He's my tech for the night, so he's getting in for free. All right. So they're there the whole night, and I see him, and they just go from one chick to the next. Every time they get shot down, doesn't even phase him. Go to the next one. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that. Well, that's the middle ground, isn't it? That's the, what's the worst they're going to say? No. That's those guys. Those aren't the, fuck her, she says no. I'm just keep going. Like I think that's, that's you're starting to, 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 to tread into that water. 
not real deep, but it just, I, like I said, it, this is, we're trying to play, we're trying to implement hard and fast rules, clear-cut black and white rules to an issue that is just mostly gray area. And if well, we're going yeah, uh, to do that, then we have to realize, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, then we're going to do this, and it's going to piss people off, and people are going to have to change what romantic comedies and television and romance novels have told them and programmed them for their entire life. Yeah. You know, I think, Rich, we're trying to put ourselves, like, I think every guy right now, if he's thinking about this actively, is trying to put himself on that spectrum. You know, like, I'm, okay, I'm not a creep. Like, I, I I've never forced myself on a girl, but I'm a perv. Like, I'll openly admit to that. Like, <laughs> I'm a freak. That's for sure. And, uh, but. You like the girls like, with the boom? You once got busy in a burger <laughs> king? <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, I have to, like, put myself somewhere on that on that spectrum now we're all trying to find like that middle ground right uh, like you were talking about that sweet spot where you're not overly aggressive that you're you're coming on too hard but you're you, you don't want to act like you're just like completely asexual or a wet noodle or a, a too aloof to even you know try so you so you try and find that middle ground right so you, you're trying to place yourself in the middle of that spectrum but the feedback, a lot of the feedback that we get, and this goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show already, is that that spectrum from the female's perspective seems to be based a lot on how attractive you are. Ben Affleck comes on too strong. Well, okay. So, you know, signals got crossed. Uh, Garrison Keeler comes on too strong. That guy's a freaky old dude. Ew. I feel gross. I feel violated. You know, or, or Al Franken could go on the Garrison Keeler side as well. Yeah, and there's also just there's also and, and, the and I'm not saying that's a black the, and white thing like that. There's, oh, well, I mean, there's also. Fuck it. I guess I'm just going to have to say it. There's also women out there who are fucking... will take advantage of a guy like that. And, yeah, you know, the first things out of a feminist mouth will be, I don't give a shit how much money you spend, how much attention you spend, how much time you fucking spend on a woman. You're not owed anything. Okay, you're absolutely right. But you're a fucking useless cunt who needs the shit slapped out of you by another woman for using the guy's fucking for his money, time, and... and, and and whatever. And that shit needs to stop too, because that just fucking sends confused signals to guys. Right? The you know the easiest breakups I've had were the ones where at the moment of the breakup, it was the roughest breakups, but there was no prolonged bullshit. There wasn't the it's not you, it's me. I wanna still be friends. There wasn't no retaps. It was like, look, here's the deal. I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm not, I'm not in love with you. I'm not physically attracted to you anymore. I know it hurts you to hear this, but it's going to be, you're going to, you're going to move on a lot quicker than if I string you along and drag the long goodbye out for a year. And you know what? 
It was absolute. They were absolutely right at the time. Every derogatory name that I could think of, and there was a lot of them, was floating through my head, sitting on the tip of my tongue to call them. Six months down the road, I had moved on. Every woman who's fucking drugged me, strung me along, gave me hope for whatever reason, whether to be to spare my feelings or they were trying to get something out of me. It it it, it prolonged it prolonged the shit, and it made it it made me hate them. It made me hate them. Yep, I've always been, with the exception of one relationship, I've always been that way. Like, nope, this is, we're not going to do this whole, no. It's, it, you either want to be together or we don't. We're not going to do this dance. Well, you know, there's also this relationship that I've seen, known quite a few girls, some of them that I've dated uh, briefly. They're like, you know, they'll, they'll have some, you know, I don't know, new piece of jewelry or all of a sudden they have their car payment or something that they were complaining about they couldn't get last week. And, oh, you know, that's just Jerry. He sends me money every once in a while. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, who's this Jerry guy? Oh, no, it's it's nothing. It's it's completely innocent. We're just friends. Jerry's going to feel he's owed something at he, some point. I have a penis. He, I know how this goes. He helps, he, helps me, he helps me out with stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's... That's just fucked up. Like, if you told me, oh, I, I fucked this guy and he pays me for it sometimes, I'd be like, okay, well, you have a relationship there and an understanding. That's all fine. It's, it would be, it's worse to say that, like, that you have this illusionary, you know, friendship where even though you, you clearly understand what this man wants and you accept this money from him and understand that you, it's never going to go further than friends for you, that you, you kind of lie to yourself and you really have no respect for yourself or the other person in that, re- in that relationship. Like, if you're going to take the guy's money, at least fuck him. <laughs> you know? And, or or don't or but don't fucking take, or don't taste. take the fucking money you know well yeah and and that's that's I've known so many women like that yeah that's that's something that I just saw a short video on I don't know who put it out it's like one of those BuzzFeed type type sites where they had an exchange of phones with a couple who'd been dating for about nine months and it was amazing that the guys still on the there's a ladder theory look it up because I'm not I, I we really it's it's a whole nother topic but ladder on theory the, like a, the ladder like theory a ladder that you would to, climb when it comes to women in relationships and there's more than one ladder all right there's the ladder of guys that, that she's she's been with and she's willing to be with and then there's the ladder of guys that are orbiters basically all right and, waiting like vultures exactly like people the, in the mall parking lot waiting for somebody to leave right yeah. and, the, and, and the girl gets like approval or just you know they say nice things about her or maybe give her things so that that and, uh, yeah i dated a, i didn't i didn't really i didn't i didn't believe or disbelieve i was agnostic towards it until i dated a girl who personified this theory to a t and i was like oh okay and the way the relationship 
pretty much ended. Now, she was one of those, let's drag out the endings. So it was messy there for a little bit till I saw what was going on and just said, fuck it and cut it off. But the, the relationship ended when I went to her and said, I know me. I won't play second fiddle to somebody else. I'm not going to sit here and watch you take money from some guy who thinks that on the off chance that you get drunk one night, you'd let him fuck you, let alone sniff, you know, let him sniff your panties. And I'm not putting up with this shit. If you are so insecure to where you can't be in a relationship and realize guys were romantically interested in you, you need to fucking tell them to, to, to go away. I'm not going to play that game. And that's when the relationship really ended, and then it was the long goodbye after that. But I mean, like this is this is part of what I'm getting at. All of this, all of this assault. There are certain. There's a certain segment of feminists and and certain segment of women. Period. Who want to just go? This has nothing to do with anything but men and power and patriarchy and this and that. And it's like you're wrong. You're wrong. This has to do with the clusterfuck. Of the mating ritual that we have fucking that we go through in society. Yeah, no, all I, of this factors I, in. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you on, on that, Rich. And it, you know, when you when you try and voice that opinion, it's it comes off as you know that you're you're bla- you're victim blaming. You know, you're trying to lay some blame on the women in these situations, and there's a difference. You know, I, I'm not trying to personally say that you know anybody that harvey weinstein has uh anybody that's seen his dick unwillingly has to examine their own choices in life i don't know what the fuck that you know that i don't know those people i'm not making those judgments but, but i agree with you the whole mating ritual itself and the way that <laughs> just the way that I, I think that we don't really openly communicate about it is part of this problem Part of this idea that sex is something that the woman has and can give and that the man should pursue and take. You know, you can take those words and have a very simple romantic comedy based off of that, or you could have a fucking Harvey Weinstein. Yes, and if you want proof that it all hinges on the perception of the woman being pursued, pull up the movie say anything and watch the scene where Lloyd Dauber holds up the fucking boombox outside of her fucking house and plays in your eyes by Peter Gabriel because every woman I know because that movie was huge when I was growing up just duh and melted gush you had to flip the cushions you had to throw down the fucking <laughs> you know what I'm saying you had to, you had to throw down the, 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 the rubber floor mats or else you were going to be mopping all night all right, every woman I know, and I had friends who were dumb, and I never tried it. Luckily, not because I wouldn't have tried it, but because I was, I was lucky enough to have friends who tried it before me, and I saw their results. And to a man, it was either her brother, her father, come out, threaten to kill the guy, or the cops right. are called. <laughs> Yet, what are we supposed to do? Because guess what, ladies? I'm about to fill you in on what it's like to be a guy and try to and try to navigate the minefield of that of adolescence and puberty. Uh, mom and dad are no fucking roadmap. Mm. All right. No. The government doesn't send us pamphlets telling us how to fucking handle this shit. 
right? You know, even sex trial, ed class is like nothing. It gives you no guidance on how to handle yourself as a burgeoning sexual yeah. being. All it it's just like it's just like here's what it can have. Look, you fuck too many chicks, your dick falls off. Okay, it's just fact. All it right? accomplishes is it class. makes you feel weird in a room full of your peers. Like, all right, right. We were all right, cool when I got to school your, today. Now and it's your everything's social weird. Social studies teacher or somebody. They're just yeah. like, uh, well, the uh, board says that I have to teach this class, so I guess uh, no snickering. We're going to talk about the penis and the vagina. The, the <laughs> best, the best way I can describe it is if you know the chords G, C, and D on a guitar, and I go, the song is three chords, and it's G, C, D. Play it. And you have no idea. You've never heard the song before. You have no idea the rhythm of the song. You have no idea the strumming pattern. You're gonna, you're, you could play something, but it's not gonna be what I want to hear. That's what we are given the very basic building blocks of what to do, and then not told what to do with them. It's like getting, it's like getting something from IKEA with no instructions and no tools. How do you put it together? This you is know? Sex Education Week. That's right, Sex Ed Week. We're going to be talking about the penis. Penis. <laughs> we'll be talking about the vagina. That We'll be talking about the testicles. Yes, we're also going to be talking about venereal disease, sexual intercourse, the scrotum, the clitoris, and, and we will definitely be spending well, a lot of time talking about masturbation. Here's what... <laughs> <laughs> this brings up an interesting question to me then, because we've seen all of these cases unfold here in the U.S., right? But yet, as much as we think that we have our own exclusive culture here in the U.S., we're really still tied to most of Europe when it, culturally, and we see reflections of that. You know, the, the right-wing movement in this country is reflected in England, and yet, you know, I, none of this seems to be occurring in England. Maybe it is. Maybe there's so many uh, stories about, you know, American men in power that there's just no room for the English pervs. But, or, or maybe it's because they're just kind of more open with sexual things. That, and it's not like, yeah, you, know, you can show titties on TV on the BBC. Right. It, I'm not talking like, you know, that they're, some super sensual culture like, you know, like Greeks or, or Italians or French or something like that. It's just, they just, they're not that prudish about it. You know, fucking a the 12, topic, like the Greeks, the, the, the topic of, of sex and showing sexual things on TV and on commercials. It's just, it's just normal part of everyday life. They don't, there's still a, a puritanical streak that runs through this country that's really uptight. About this, and in the same way that, like, you know, there's certainly a good deal of terrorism happening in in Europe, but there's not the lone gunman. There's not the mass shootings. So, in the same way, that there is something a little exclusive culturally going on in the U.S. about gun culture. There's something going on about sex as well. That's producing these we'll just say predators and this is this is where i kind of agree with a portion of the of the school of thought that 
sexuality is a spectrum because and and the reason I do is because I, a lot of people go oh in Europe they just have this laissez-faire attitude towards sex it's just sex no that's not true maybe generally they have that but there are people who practice monogamy strict monogamy in Europe you can't tell me just because they were born in Europe and raised in Europe that everybody's fucking everybody and it doesn't matter to to your wife or husband that's horse shit right and no, I mean, yeah, so, they're not. And I don't. And well, 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 no, no. But over here, we have the opposite. Everybody uh-huh. assumes that. Well, the minute we get into a relationship, it's supposed to be, you know, a strictly monogamous relationship, and that's the way everybody wants it over here. And it's that's not true either. It's it's we're attracted to the extremes of things because it, it makes it easier. And I do it all the time and I fucking want to kick myself in the nuts, but it's physically impossible with my own fat ass because it's easier just to break things down into an either or situation. Because if you give me five different fucking, you know, possible answers and there's no definitive answer, I could get lost in the inner workings of myself trying to figure out what I'm going to cherry pick from all five answers. So I'm going to come up with a sixth answer, which ain't going to help nobody. But I mean, honestly, I think we need to have discussions about this. Some people want to be pursued aggressively. Some people don't. Some people are very comfortable talking about sex. Other people aren't. And we need to, instead of teach kids that, you know, oh, well, you don't worry about sex till this age at least. We need to say, look, it's a, it's a natural part of life. It's going to be a big part of your life. Honestly, Spinner the part of your life you're not having sex or not dealing with sex is a very short period. I mean, what? Oh, uh, yeah, back in the years. I like to call those the quiet years when you yeah, have some thir- fucking peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 13 years and you don't remember three of them? I look at my nephew right now. He's 13. I'm just like, oh, God. What is going on in your brain right now? I mean, yeah, I. But I, even I, as a child, like, you know. I didn't understand it, but I knew that Bugs Bunny kind of made me feel weird when he dressed up like a woman. (laughs) Kick Garth. (laughs) Made me feel like when I climbed a rope in gym class. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) But no, I mean... He has tits now, why do I like that? You know what? (laughs) We're laughing, but that's a valid point because I've seen people post pictures of a Pepe Le Pew cartoon and go, this is why we have rape culture in America. And I looked at that and I fucking said, you fucking stupid bitch. I hope you get raped for saying something that stupid. You dumb bitch. Like, well, first of all, like, Pepe Le Pew never kid. gets any. <laughs> yes, and on top of that, God damn it, we were smart enough because we were taught it's a fucking cartoon. If anything, bitch, bitch, my dad's semi-truck didn't turn into Optimus Prime no matter how much I wanted him to. And if anything, it's a cautionary tale, all right? If you come on too strong, right. you strike out. Right, she was constantly trying to get away from him. She f- and found a way to do it over and over again. Pepe Le Pew never got the cat or the girl or whatever it, because he came on too strong and he was a creep. Okay, I mean, I mean, if it wasn't you, condoning it because you're making like a, a you know hearts around it. If you, if your child is watching Pepe Le Pew and taking their sexual cues 
for the rest of their life from that cartoon, you have failed as a parent. Yeah. So epically bad. Cartoon should, skunk is your child's sexual role model. That we should fill your fucking gash up with cement to make sure nothing comes out of that motherfucker anymore. <laughs> and we should fucking cut your dick off. Seriously. Wow. You, how the fuck? Okay. It's extreme remember, approach to eugenics. I remember when I was five, uh, what was it? Not the Munsters, the other one. The Adams Family. Gomez would go up to Morticia and he'd, he'd kiss her hand and he'd start kissing her upper arm, right? Right, he'd work his maybe way was, up. Maybe I was younger than She'd five. act like she didn't know. like it. Well, I, I don't know. All I know is that uh, uh, I did it to my grandmother one day as a joke. And I was like four or five. And my family was like, okay, you realize that you know, haha, we're all laughing about it here. You don't do this with other people. And I clearly, I, I had to be five because I like, clearly remember thinking, don't be weird, little rich. I, well, I clearly remember thinking, like, how fucking stupid do you think I am to go up to some bitch in the grocery store? I don't know, grab her hand and start kissing <laughs> it like that. You realize, Rich, you have to marry your grandmother now. <laughs> no, that's the family that's and, born south of the Mason And Mike Dixon. Pence's America, you do. <laughs> but no, I mean, but. It wasn't. It wasn't sexual. It wasn't anything. It was just. And it, it was a joke. It was laughing. Ha ha ha! This is funny. It's the same way. When I was a kid, anytime my parents showed any type of physical affection to each other, I would go, "Ew!" I, I wasn't grossed out. Your dad would be like, "Shut up!" Fun of, That's how yeah, you got here, son. Like you're gonna like this one day. Yeah, I mean, right? It, you know, there's a lot of there's a a lot of pointing to past culture and it, it, there's a lot of easy targets there because there's a, <laughs> there's a hell of a lot of misogyny going on in the past in this country. But to say that, you know, the, uh, the Christmas song, uh, baby, it's cold outside that that's, you know, one of the reasons why we have the, this, um, this culture of, you know, rapists and, and, uh, and sexual predators going around is because you know we we accept these things so much that it's you know just laughed off in a, in a Christmas song that seems so wholesome when really it's creepy. No, it's not fucking creepy. There's nothing creepy. There's nothing rapey about that song. You're barking up the wrong tree. You, I mean, yeah, if you, if you want to hear a rapey song, go get the album "Niggas for Life" by N.W.A. and put on "She Swallowed It." <laughs> okay. Where, oh shit, it's the preacher's daughter, and she's only 13, while they're running a train on her at the drive-in movie theater. All right, there you go. That's, that's, that's a creepy, rapey song. All right, just, just get that out there. Oh, and there's another one. What, what is that, uh, uh, oh fuck, it's some 80s song. Josie da 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 Anyways, I'm listening to it, and it's... Oh, it's Southfield. Outfield, yes. Uh, your love. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I like. I usually like my girls a little bit older, and I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. this is about fucking an underage chick. This yeah. is some Benny Mark, whatever his name is, like into the night type shit. This is some- <laughs> yeah. That's so- a- that song begins with "She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone." They say, you know, they then, like the cops. Chuck Berry. Like- let it rock. There's a, it, what is it? I see you're standing there by the record machine. Couldn't be a day over 13. What? Remember, remember you're 16. You're beautiful. And you're mine. Who was that? Uh, when we were growing up, that was always on the oldie station. 
but I look. I mean, if you want to point to shit like that, I guess there's there's a case to be made. But I mean, also at the same time, God damn it, stop think. It makes me wonder about the people who say that this is where all men get their cues from. Well, do you get your cues from it? Is it because are you this stupid to where you listen to a song? One of the biggest songs when I was like thirteen was a winger song called Seventeen. Oh, that's more. It's Corolla's term, but stat, more statutory rock. Okay. Right. No, no, when I, when I was listening to that song, like, 17 was a woman, because I was fucking 14 years old. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I listen to it now, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> And why is the bass player pirouetting through the video? But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, why is this, this guy's teeth are really white. <laughs> In the well, 80s, okay. before everybody bleached them, too. That's the weird part. So this is this is perfectly illustrated in the in the Roy Moore case, and this, this whole dynamic between Roy Moore and Al Franken is really interesting because it, it really illustrates a lot of people's hypocrisy. But it, first of all, just let's let's believe everyone and say that you know both Roy Moore and Al Franken are creeps in their own way. There, is there still there's still no equation between the two? You're talking about like. If Al Franken did feel up random women that he was taking pictures with at the state fair, that is He's a far cry from being 30 years old and specifically going after teenage girls. Al Franken's that allowed to go to the mall. <laughs> right. Maybe not the state fair, and, but he can go to the mall. But... You know, also, I don't know if you guys have kept up on this story, but we found out this last week that one of the accusers that, uh, that, that came out against Roy Moore went to the Washington Post. The Washington Post investigated it like they did all the other accusers and found that she was sent there by some, uh, I forget what organization it was, some fundraising organization for Republicans in Alabama, and that she was also... Uh, known to have worked on uh, Roy Moore campaigns before. So they sent in a stooge. They sent in somebody with the idea that, like, uh, they would present this, you know, another accuser story to the Washington Post. The Washington Post would publish it, and then they would debunk the story as being full of shit and, you know, probably have the woman like you know break down in tears at some point and say oh i made the whole thing up because i wanted attention or something like that and then use that as evidence for why all the other claims that the washington post uh were was reporting on were equally as false it's this idea that you can you can win your argument just by saying well look it's all fucked up anyway and you can't believe anything you read well all it really did in the end was prove that so the other accusations, the other accusations that the Washington Post reported on and investigated in the same manner that they did this woman, that if they found out that this woman's claims were false, that only makes the other woman's claims that much stronger. So they really played themselves on that one. But yet they can still get away with some kind of moral equivalency. Well, like, you know, you see it on the left and in Hollywood and all this shit, too. It's not even near the same thing. Like... We're, so far, like Matt, even Matt Lauer, uh, fucking 
Garrison Keillor, Al Franken, uh, um, Kevin Spacey, uh, Louis C.K., all these guys still aren't anywhere near Roy Moore on my spectrum. Like, Roy Moore is fucking off the deep end child molester territory. None of this is anywhere near any of this shit. Oh, so Spacey was so this, kind of. Uh, maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe Kevin Spacey dips his toe in the Roy Moore pool. You know, it's it's the that's, it's, that's, it's the boys section, not the girls section. But yeah, under eighteen is under eighteen, man. You're absolutely right. It is. Although there's um, that didn't seem to be the specific behavioral pattern for Kevin Spacey. He was found to be creepy to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Look, Roy, Roy Moore has like one specific thing. Roy Moore got thrown out of a fucking out of every mall. Because he'd go into fucking Victoria's Secrets and ask, does this come in 12-year-old size? Okay, that's the fucking problem with Roy Moore. That is just, this is not sexual harassment. I've said it before on this show. That motherfucker is a child. He's a pedophile. Yes, he's sick in the head. And he likes them of a certain age, just like Michael Jackson. I love all children. No, you love boys, but then they turn 12 and you have no use for them. I say yeah. After hmm. after once they hit that thirteenth birthday, see ya. You know that's what, right. that's a pedophile. Well, meanwhile, I th- I'm starting to really believe that that the that people on the right are looking for accusers on Al Franken. I mean, that's their cover on this well, because only- Al Franken probably won't lose his job. For what's um, being claimed against oh, him, he has to talk and to the ethics committee, and therefore we can get Roy Moore in. We can secure our seat. We can secure our our voting power in the Senate. Well, well you are touching and, on and something. If anybody wants to call us out on 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 having a pervert, a fucking child molester in office on our side, we can just say, "Hey, look, you've got Al Franken. We've got Roy Moore. Obviously, the you know, like." Uh, I guess you can't judge. So is that why I I seem to I noticed this week all the politicians have kept their jobs, all the entertainment people, bye bye. But all the politicians um, well, have kept John their jobs. Conyers, John Conyers is fighting it, he, um, but he's still there. Frank is he, still yeah, there. He's, fight, he's fighting it. He's refusing to step down. Absolutely. Right. I I think the only politician that lost his job was the guy who actually had a, a nude photo of him floating around. No, d- didn't he quit? Because I was reading that before the show. Didn't well, he resign because of that? Yes. That's, that's kind of what I meant. But he, he's no longer, yeah, he's no longer in his position. Well, Conyers has been removed from some committee he was part of. And he sounds did, yes. like, sounds like as I, the last news I heard, he's been admitted to the hospital due to stress-related, oh. uh, it, uh, what do you call it? And, uh, symptoms or whatever. So it sounds like he's pretty much going to try to b- back out gracefully because once they start taking you off committees, you know your time is, is limited. And, I mean, not to get too political about it, that seat's not going to a Republican. Another Democrat will be in this. Now, let's be honest. All three of us, when we first read that, John Conyers, sexual harassment. I thought it was women. Yeah, I, shit. yeah, it's like, women? That's the first thing I thought. Like, oh, what did did him and Kevin Spacey go well, out cruising? Yeah, like, I, would, I, I thought Monica Conyers has been a beard. I thought she was one of the most well known beards ever. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't. Where's Where's this coming from? 
I, I, it's kind of like I wouldn't have thought that at all, him. but it's kind of like how everybody was like Rob Halford goes, "I'm gay," and we're like, "Yeah, we kind of figured." Hey, I'm Clay. Hey, I'm gay. Yeah, we we know Clay. Thanks. I mean, thanks for not yeah, rocking I, my world. I'm gonna continue on my day now. There, so he acts real, gay, just, or has he said some stuff that is? He's like I mean, what? thirty years older than his wife, for starters. Yeah, they're they're never in public together. She's uh, had affairs behind his back, and it's never seemed to bother him. And there's been rumors of him and younger people, like on his staff, younger men on his staff. Maybe you know, guys. Here's the thing: we got to stop being so pedestrian about this. If I've learned anything, there's just some people who want to fuck, and it doesn't <laughs> matter if it's man or woman. Like, that's just the alter is to it. And it's, we're, we are now in a time where it's more acceptable in American culture to just be bisexual, uh, pansexual, whatever the fuck, than it has ever been. True. I mean, like, yeah, see, that way I you mean, can fuck everything. Even the disco era, that was still very limited to, like, the Castro District in San Francisco, Studio 54. Certain segments of New York, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That was, and it was, and it was definitely more acceptable with women than men. Now it's like the amount of guys that I meet who are under twenty-five who will just, without blinking an eye, let you know they're bisexual. I'm like, okay. I mean, first of all, I didn't ask, but I mean, I'm glad you're comfortable with it. I guess. Second of all, I just that was not. It didn't happen when we were growing up. I had a friend who came out to me as bisexual in high school, and it was a big deal to him. Like, to them, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm bisexual. Yeah, I fuck guys and girls. Maybe that's how. you just like a whole. Good for you. I mean, maybe House of Cards is a little bit more of a documentary than we thought. Because, I mean, you know, Frank, he's fucking everything in that show. <laughs> so, who knows, man? I... Still, his here's the thing with, with a guy like Conyers, he left a paper trail. He 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 paid somebody. That's his. That's his. That's the smoking gun on him. If he wasn't, I, I don't. I don't understand how this isn't a bigger story nationally. This should be a bigger story than Al Franken. Only Al Franken's celebrity is pushing this story as far to the forefront. As it's being pushed, because Franken's never paid nobody using taxpayer money to go away for sexual harassment or assault. Conyers has. You, you want my opinion? I think his blackness is saving him a little bit. See, and that's the other thing. That's another thing that that there's a layer of this is that you have the opportunist who want to turn everything towards their pet agenda. And I'm seeing it on a lot of the black blackosphere blogs and all this shit. That is, well, it's all white men that are doing this. Well, yeah, see, all white men. I was I was catching up on Bill Maher uh, the other day, and he they had his last episode of the season, and someone on his panel was going off about uh, this is uh, white males, and I was like, wait a minute, wasn't the first one in all of this Bill Cosby? And if you we're, really want to get we're down sweeping to Bill it, under the rug now, you really want to get down to it. Remember that 
heavily doctored video of the woman walking through New York. Supposedly, she walked through New York for 10 hours, and they edited it down to a five-minute video of her being catcalled. Go back and watch that video if you can find it without it, if it hasn't been re-edited. And notice the racial makeup of most of the catcallers. Oh, yeah. They're not white. So, if now, if they wanted to say white men are more likely to harass behind closed doors and black men are more vocal about I, I, and I don't know if cat calling uh, is harassment I mean right but, no I think but, the difference here is like <laughs> I if you're a white man it's easier to get in a position of wealth and power and influence so that you can have this type of behavior <laughs> so easy yeah, you just I show up and be white and they just I, hand I, I, things. it's, it, it's kind of like saying there's something about being black that makes somebody poor no there's something about you know the, the fact that we've kind of corralled black people into the poor neighborhoods Aaron, there's nothing that it has to do it has to do I, it has to do with race only because there's a disproportionate disproportionate amount of people who who are minorities who come from lower income, all right? Because I know poor white people, poor white guys, and they, they talk yeah. the exact same way. They come up, right. and it's, hey, baby, hey, sweetheart, and all that bullshit. We were just talking about one of them before we started recording. It's, it's when you come from nothing, you have to peacock more than a guy who comes with a silver spoon in his mouth. That's why a guy like Trump just comes off as insecure to me. Just painfully but, insecure. You have everything. To, Why are you peacocking? Oh, yeah. I, I meant to mention this earlier when you, it came up, but did you hear that he is now denying or at least uh, trying to cast a shadow of a doubt on whether that was actually him recorded on the Access Hollywood tape? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, we have video dipshit. <sighs> like... It, well, I mean, we don't we don't have video news. that lines up with that. We have just audio, and then we have the what sounds like you know it, it could be. It, I, I just I, it's I, I, the I possibility forward. that it was edited, but what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, how look you... so, I look so fucking forward to the day when we have a president who understands that there is a lot of shit that's just beneath them. That's just, there is nothing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. His oh, tweets oh, this last week. He tweeted. He retweeted a bunch of uh, videos from. Uh, what, I think it's called Britain First, which is this uh, basically Britain's version of the uh, alt right over yeah. here. These videos of like, oh, here's a video of uh, a Dutch boy getting beat up by a Muslim, which it wasn't. You know, all these videos of just like that they're they're throwing up there, unproven. That, and, and using their own narrative to tell the story about uh, why they shouldn't have immigrants in their country. And our president is retweeting this shit. He's fucking... Not even tweeting. The fucking Native American thing. He's, did you see this? He's standing in front of a portrait of, of Andrew Jackson and giving an award to Native American code breakers that saved okay. lives. That has, and, has to be and, his... One fucking sentence in, and he's already talking about Elizabeth Warren. That's like top five most awkward moments of his presidency so far. Oh my god! It's like, it's like I wanted, to, like, unless he told him, like, stop saying Pocahontas, stop saying, po- to stop saying Pocahontas. For the love of God, stop saying Pocahontas. That's all I was thinking. So, so anybody on the right or left 
that holds some secret that harbors some some secret uh, desire or, or or hope that he is going to just you know suddenly change like no we've seen every aspect of Donald Trump that we're going to see and they're all shitty oh it's <laughs> there is no good side. There is you know, no becoming presidential. Can you it's imagine to what he's going to do when he's a lame duck? You know, Holy Joe shit. You know, Joe oh, I hope he does like the guy in the fucking... Tri- did you- Oops. What, what happened? Oh, You're sorry. Right. Yeah, I, yeah I, I hope he does like uh, this dude that was being put on trial for bo- war crimes in Bosnia. Oh, yeah. Did you did see you that video, story? dude? The Slobodan... I didn't see the video. His name is Slobodan... Prawl Jack, I, I believe. He's oh, yeah, man. He, he was already sentenced to like life in prison for his war crimes, and then he fought it, and the court upheld it. And so he said, uh, he referred to himself in third person, something that Trump does often. And uh, he says that Slobodan, blah, 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 is not a war criminal. I defy your judgment, and downs a bunch of poison and fucking dies. Yep. And I think that's our best case scenario for Trump, personally. And I was like, two days after I saw the Bud Dwyer video for <laughs> like, the first time, notes. I was like, what, is this a theme this week? People taking <laughs> himself out on camera? You know, uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and he was, I can't remember who his guest was, but they were talking about the Donald Trump they grew up with. Now, he's 50, so he's, you know, give or take 10 years older than us. So he was. He definitely has a, cl- a clear memory of Trump, a clearer memory of Trump for longer than we do. Let's put it that way. And he said, "Is it just me? Because no one in the, no one in the in the in the media is talking about this, but it's like something happened to him, like a Gary Busey type injury, because he played video and audio of Trump talking during an interview in the late '80s, and Trump was." at least came off as very self-aware, uh, right. was able to admit fault. He doesn't. He he does this thing where he interrupts himself, and it's almost like he's having a conversation with himself. Like, oh, the state of our country is very bad. It is. It really is. You know, and like, he, he didn't used to do that. He used to be coherent. I, now, I serious, like, I'm seriously wondering if it's some form of dementia. I mean, let's be honest, guys. He doesn't take care of himself. He absolutely he, not. He, and you know, he the, eats the, the, fast the food. He doesn't work is, out. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of talk from Republicans who won't go on the record about this situation, about how mentally competent he is, which yeah, just makes it really disturbing. To the, I mean, because you understand that their only goal is, well, let's see what we can get him to do before he's useless. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's night and day. Those when he played the audio from then and the audio from just I mean literally the day before, and ha- having had almost every person who's been who's lived long enough to have in my family have some form of dementia, I'm pretty good at spotting it, and I'm I'm like wow yeah there's got to be something to it something I mean it's it it's. And I really think maybe you know maybe there he had an accident we just didn't hear of because it it really does remind me of the Gary Busey thing. Gary Busey used to be a very intelligent, well-spoken, coherent, good actor. I'm talking during like the the time when he did the Buddy Holly story. 
he had a motorcycle accident. He had a closed head injury <laughs> right after he filmed uh, Lethal Weapon. Nice fucking batshit. Yeah, and you can see it. His next major role was Point Break. And what's his face? Uh, dirty Dancing Guy who died. Patrick Swayze was like... Swayze. Yeah, Swayze. He's like, he, he wasn't acting. He was just being himself in that role. And if you look at him in that role, he's erratic. He's all over the place. He can't hold a coherent conversation. And it's pretty much the roles that he's taken since. And if you've seen him on any interviews, it's it's not an act. He's just being himself. Yeah. Well, you know, we're in the situation where it, people just don't tie his shit as much as they used to, right? So we've learned to, con- you know, uh, control certain cancers or, you know, early detection and all this of, of heart disease and and blah, blah, blah. And so in the past, if a fucking president or somebody in power is unhealthy, they eventually just had a heart attack and fucking peeled over, right? Now we're able to extend life to the point where there's certain things like about the brain that we can't control or understand still. We don't have cures for these diseases. So this isn't going to be the first, or this isn't going to be the last time that we're in a situation where we have a president who, you know, is physically able, but not mentally, possibly. And we have to assess that. And part of what the, uh, the psychiatric field has been dealing with is this idea... I forget where it stems from. There's this whole story about it. But basically, it was... Uh, at a certain point... The, the, the field of psychiatry said you know what you cannot make a diagnosis on somebody that you have not talked to one on one it is irresponsible to say that somebody you heard on the radio or saw on TV or wrote this book that these people seem mentally unhinged in some way or try and diagnose them with, with some sort of mental disorder but that's kind of exactly what we have to do when we have to determine a person's capability for doing their job, right? Whether it's president or whether it's fucking uh, driving a truck or even, you know, not your job, your hobby, buying a gun. You know, we do have to figure out ways where we can we can assess these things. So, well, I, mean, look, I, I understand that you can't give a diagnosis that's going to stand up in court. But you could observe if you are a professional in a field, mm-hmm. and you've seen behaviors and studied certain behaviors and certain patterns, speech patterns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, especially when it comes to dementia. Yeah, I'll yeah. take someone who's dealt with it, who's a professional in that field, right. a nurse who deals with it in a in a in a home, etc. Doctors who specialize yeah. in dementia. Yeah, I'll take their word for it. I'm sorry. And there are- yeah, there are professionals that are are stepping away from the tradition and and making judgments of saying like, yes, yeah, so some of this looks like possibly early onset dementia, or you know, he's uh, a n- typical narcissist uh, behavior. Well, I, I think a lot of that. Has, again, has if we're going to say with... a narcissist can't be president, I don't know who's going to be president. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The difference is you, you you want a self-aware narcissist, not someone with 
borderline personality disorder <laughs> mixed up with right. a health dose of narcissism. You know, you, you don't want that because that's right. just... You want, that's you want Barack Obama. I mean, I think he understood, you know, there has, there has to be a certain portion of Barack Obama that really gets off on having the attention of being able to hold the crowd, uh, you know, have them react honestly to, to a speech that you're making or something, you know? The part of them that gets off on that and having that power and all that, that's fine as long as you're balancing that with a lot of other rational thoughts. The thing is, there's nothing rational inside of Trump to balance that off of. It's all a big long life of I get whatever the fuck I want because I'm fucking Donald Trump. I mean, you know there was at some point in eight years Obama looked in the mirror at least one time and went, first black president, that's right. Yeah. And and you know, in speaking, I know I'll, not to get back on the uh, sexual misconduct thing again, but it when it's a very valid point when anybody who says, oh, well, look, this is, you know, liberal Hollywood and these liberal news organizations, all these liberals that are, are getting accused of this, you know, they're out of control. No, the epitome of what we're actually talking about is the man in office who has, you know, his own set his own, uh, of uh, allegations against him. But that is the epitome of the personality type that we're talking about here. It's not, and it has nothing to do with Donald Trump being white. It has everything to do with having money, power, influence, and nobody around you calling you out on your shit. Yeah, that's yeah. what all of these people have in common. That's what they have in common. It's not about a white male thing. Well, that's that. Once again, that, that goes back to what it's I was not saying. Not even about necessarily a male thing. G- going <laughs> back know? to what I was saying, I think I think that there's v- people who ask questions people who go wait a minute what's going on people who are frank who are very in in i guess in in those circles would be considered acerbic they don't last long they want ass kissers they want yes men they want people to rubber stamp shit and people to go it's none of my business i'm not being molested i'm not being harassed none of my business and that that to me is an issue and when i hear and when I hear, you know, women's groups, feminists say that's an issue, I go, see, that's a valid issue to have. Because God knows I'm a fucking big mouth. If I see some shit like that, I, 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 I have friends who, who are, who when we go out, who are way too aggressive with women. And I am the first one to start just ripping them down like what are you doing stupid you see she's not interested in your simple ass why don't you take your broke ass and go back over there and get on your prepaid fucking cell phone and call your fucking mommy that way you can afford the uber back home the rest of us are going to go party i'm sorry he bothered you have a nice night shut that shit once again i'm like negan i'm gonna shut that shit down because i'm not letting my night be fucking ruined over this idiot and his delusional self about how much sway he has with the women. You ain't got none. You ain't got no sway. You ain't got no swag. Go the fuck on. Sit down. Seriously. We paid your cover to get in. Just enjoy the view in the corner. Shut up. Man, you waste way too much oxygen and energy. I just simply say, I don't have bail money. That's it. Dude. Like, if you go to jail, I, I friends, you I get left in jail, man. I got friends that are used to doing time. That shit don't fucking ah, please them. Gotcha. 
but seriously, because and I do it because it's like, look, it's embarrassed. I feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm embarrassed for for the for the for the the woman who has to put up with this shit. And as fucked up as this may sound, I'm embarrassed for my friend because it's like, dude, don't embarrass yourself. There's a point where you are aiming too high. Stop listening to Air Force recruiters. Stop aiming that high. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mean to loop us back onto that subject, but I know there was... I, refresh my memory, Rich. There's something we were talking about pre-show that you'd brought up. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the clusterfuck right now going on in the uh, video game industry, specifically with uh, Electronic Arts, EA. Um, just to give as quick a background as I can, EA is a, a major player in the video game industry. They put out Madden, yeah, and NHL, yeah, yeah. Uh, FIFA. Um, they have they're one of those companies that own smaller companies that put out like huge, you know, games as far as rate, you know, the ratings and and the critics and everything. Right. Well, one of the things and also, they, you know, I mean, as big a business as some. Hollywood studios now, these top oh, like, yeah. gaming companies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, what, three years ago, four years? It was while we were on the air. They released the numbers, and gaming overtook porn. Right. And I'm like, God damn. That's just, I'm disappointed, you millennials. <laughs> G- Generation Z. Uh, Jerk off. You'll, you'll be more fun to hang oh, around. It, that, that, they're not watching just as much porn. It's just it's all free now. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's what really... Porn took a hit and gaming surged a little bit. I think that's how that happened. Um, well, anyways, EA has been doing uh, what a lot of game companies have been doing now for the last five years or so, maybe ten years, where they release the base game and they charge 60 bucks for it. Yeah. And then about four or five months down the road, they release what they call downloadable content, which is an add-on to the game, whether it be extra missions, extra characters, whatever. Um, and what they what they do is they want you to buy what they call a season pass. So you buy all the, the, the future downloadable content when you purchase the game for $40 plus the 60 for the game. So you're spending $100 for the game. Okay. And you'll end up saving $5 per downloadable content because if you pay for them individually, it's like 35 or what You know what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. If you pay, basically you pay up front, you get everything at a discounted rate. Yeah. Now, what, they've, what they learned from that is that the customer was willing to do that. So they started to put in microtransactions, which is what you see in a lot of uh, mobile gaming, like, uh, you know, Candy Crush, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Um, oh, so yeah. If you want to keep playing, give us a buck, and we'll give you twenty more lives, type of thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah. If you don't right. want to wait twenty four hours for twenty lives, right? You know, give us give us a buck. We'll give them to you. Well, they started doing that, and it used to be for things that were cosmetic, uh, things that were yeah. like you want a new outfit for your character, you want a new color. Right. Specifically in the Star Wars game, you want a new color lightsaber. Whatever, um, you know, fine. Usually whatever. the type Something, of things that you have to work your way up to, like you have to, I don't know, achieve a certain goal or get a certain badge, and then you unlock it. Yeah, I mean, at least from the video and, games that I've played, you have unlockable achievements. Not and it was always, it. yeah, and it was always up until the new Battlefield Two Star Wars game, it was always 
I pay five dollars real money. I buy five, you know, five thousand dollars worth of credits in game, and I can buy the costume for the character I want or whatever. The ship, the 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 skin for the ship I want, whatever you know it, it may be. Now what they've done with the new game they put out is they've locked the most desirable characters to play, and they have a progression system where when you play you get 200 to 300 points or credits, excuse me. But to unlock the characters, these are like 30,000 credits. And so a 10-minute game gets you 200 to 300 credits. How how long would you have Damn. to play to unlock Darth Vader at 30,000? So forcing you to way, buy shit. Well, well, not forcing you. You can still play it. But now Darth Vader's 30,000. Boba Fett's 15,000. And like Darth Maul's 10,000. So, so to unlock them all, you're looking at literally... 14, 15 days of playtime in game. Hey, that sounds similar to I play Madden Mobile on my phone, and okay, you start yeah, off with the scrubs. You have to earn on, the real hold roster. On, hold but correct on, me if I'm wrong. I think there's part of this that was it, this was the big push on this was that you could play these characters versus the previous exactly. uh, Battlefield game, which had all it was just original story, bland characters that you make up. There, you couldn't play as Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader in the original game, and that was part of well, the big attraction to this one. Yeah, play because, as I mean, this all is, your heroes. It says this is ultimately a, a a reboot of a game series from 12, 12, 13 years ago. So I mean, it's it's you know people come in with certain expectations. Now, if it was just if that was the case, where you had to put all them hours in to unlock those characters, and these characters are super powerful in the game. Okay, fine. It sucks. Only the most dedicated people are going to get it. But only the most dedicated people should be rewarded for putting in that amount of time. That's the way I look at it. Well, they introduced what they call loot crates, which is you spend real money and you buy, let's say you, this is just throwing numbers out, you spend $10, you get 10 crates. See, here's where I got lost on it. Because loot crate is an actual business where you get shit in the mail. Right. Literally, yeah. sometimes like, shit. Is, so Loot Crate was distributing a video game, and what happened? Like an oven mitt that's not meant to be used as an oven mitt. Right, yeah. <laughs> so now you have these, you, you know, you spend $10, you get 10 Loot Crates. When you open the Loot Crates, there's no guarantee of what's in them. You can spend $10 and end up with, <laughs> and, and let's, just, let's, just say, yeah. let's just say there's five <laughs> cards per crate, so there's 50 cards. Get ten crates, and you can end up with forty nine of the same card. Uh huh. And not and 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 you may not end up with any more credits than you ended up with before you spent the real money. So it turned into not just a pay to win, but almost you're gambling your money, which is where the fans said, "Okay, hold on, time to fuck out." First of all, we are paying sixty dollars for a base game. We're going to pay extra for the season pass, which so far EA says on this game they're going to release content for free in the future. We'll see if they still do that, though, because it's they've said that before and changed their mind midstream. What the hell's that? What's going on? What? 
Why does it sound like sound effects are happening? You guys hear that? <laughs> I'm not the dumpster fire. I didn't push any buttons. I swear uh, to God, I heard a dumpster. I heard fire. Wait, yeah, what's going? I thought you were playing a dumpster fire sound effect. Why is that? Yeah, what is going on? Hold on, let me close my program and reopen it. Okay, it went away. So it was that program. <laughs> All right. Okay, interesting. I was wondering what that noise was. My soundboard's haunted. Cool. All right. So, anyways, so now you're paying. The fans are like, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We'll boycott the game. They went to wait, Reddit. Uh, wait, can I get some clarification on this though? The 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 season pass. If you pay the season pass price, none of that includes the Darth Vader or any of this other shit. Nope. Like that's still all extra on top of yep. the season pass. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But you but you have Gouging. to remember that you have to remember EA has said that they're not going to do a season pass with this particular game. But what they did in lieu of it was they put a pay to win where you have to pay real money to get these crates and you never unlock the character in the crates. Okay, I got you. You just unlock the currency Maybe you unlock the currency you need to get to the characters right. that you want. So the fans, EA put one of their executives basically out there for, for sacrifice, and they did a Reddit AMA, and he was savaged. So EA, literally two or three days after release of this game, suspended the loot crate system to where you can't buy anything, and they said they're going to... Uh, revamp the experience system and how many credits you get per game for playing and make it more fair and less pay to win. The problem is, is that this game has sold way less than they expected. And in the industry of the video games industry, they're looking at this as the tipping point where, fa where, where gamers have finally said, we're done. We're tired of spending $150 grand total when all said and done for a game we should have got for 60 bucks. Fucking thing We're tired sucks. of it. And this isn't the first game to do this. This is just, it, it's Star Wars. Disney's attached to it because it's Star Wars. EA is putting the game out, and they're a major player in the video game industry. So you have a whole lot of people who are worried about their corporate image involved in this and it's amazing because for all the shit we talk very very few times does the little guy the consumer actually put a dent in these large mega corporations to get them to go okay hold on a sec we have to rethink our entire business model and that's what's going on and i mean to me it's amazing to watch because this is fans Obviously, Star Wars fans, fans of, of, of the, the type of game it is, which is a shooter, it's a first-person shooter, going, we're not going to do this anymore. I mean, every game that comes out now, you can buy the base game for 60 bucks, the enhanced game for 90 the collector's mm -hmm. edition for 150 or the ultimate edition for 250 Enhance. And I'm just like, this is one game. You might get literally a three-inch like statue and a little bit of a, a bigger box for the $250 collector's edition, and they throw in a CD of behind-the-scenes making of the game.
well, or a DVD also, of it. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you buy the physical game for $60 and you can beat it and turn around and sell it to somebody else or back to GameStop for a decent chunk of what you put into it. I mean, what do you do with your downloadable content? Isn't that just wasted money at that point? Yeah. You can't yeah. transfer or sell your DLCs. And that was that was the theory, the, the, <laughs> the conspiracy theory to some people. To me, it's, to me, it's a solid theory. That's why companies started offering digital downloadable content because yeah. it kept people from selling their games back to GameStop or selling it to a friend. Right, I'm going to lose this investment in it. When I spend all this money on these characters, if I sell the game, I can't play all that shit either. Exactly, and, what, and another thing, another thing they do is they're starting. To, they, they've really gotten wise to this in the last five years. They offer what they call digital deluxe editions, to yes. where you'll get only things you can get if you buy the digital edition and download it directly to your console or to your PC. So you never own a physical copy of the game. The digital rights management, the DRM, does not transfer. Does not. Right. Yep. Cloud saves will transfer, but the DRM doesn't. So if you if oh, you're if your if your Xbox goes tits up on some of these games, you have to either go buy another physical uh, a physical copy, or you have to pay to download it again. Now Xbox has fixed that by allowing you to set your home Xbox. To where anything on that Xbox, if it goes down, you can sign back in with, to your profile on a new one, make that new one your home Xbox, and you can download everything that you had the rights to before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was only after they well, they weren't going to do that with this generation of consoles. And PlayStation come out and said, we're doing that, and started out selling Xbox. That's when Xbox finally acquiesced and said, okay, we'll, we'll allow that. Microsoft said, we'll allow that to happen. You can do that now. Because Microsoft originally the the Xbox One you couldn't no share either way. Yeah, well, Xbox One the original uh, presentation at E3 they said well, we'd be able to share physical copies of games, like loan them to our friends, and they said no, you're not going to be able to. PlayStation's presentation was like the next day, and someone asked the same question, and the guy on stage said, "Here's the answer to your question," and he called someone off from the side of the stage, they come out and he handed him a game and he goes, that's how easy it is to loan your game to your friend with a PlayStation. Nice. Kind of driving the point home, like, yeah, you fucked up, Microsoft. So it... To me, the bigger story is piss off the wrong people at the right time and you can you can actually get some of these companies to at least not just pump the brakes... But to come to a complete stop and go, fuck, we need to completely rethink our business model. Because huge, I'm telling you, huge corporations, that happens so little these days. Yeah. And and the only thing I can think of is because of the three major players involved. Star Wars, the brand, Disney, who owns Star Wars, and EA. If this was anything but Star Wars, this would just be a blip on the radar. But it's like... You have the new Star Wars movie coming out. The game is tied into the movie. There's rumors that if you play the campaign, you find out uh, who Ray's mother is, that they put it in the game to tie it into the movie. Uh. So they're trying to push, you know, that's just a rumor at this point. We won't know until the movie comes out if that's a 
a red herring or it's for right. real. But I mean, they're trying to, to cross promote all this shit and it just falls flat. I mean, yeah, it's they not think even, they got you know, the short and curlies though. Like the, if you're into the Star Wars shit, you're going to want to, you're going to have to play this game and you're not going to wait for the game of the year edition to come out that has all the shit on it. You you will pay all the money up front. You know, it, I was looking at a, a story on this while you were talking real quick because there's a, a quote from Paul Kresslin, who was the guy that was on the AMA, that uh, was, uh, from, he's the guy from EA who was uh, tasked with handling the questions. He says, lots of people told us we shouldn't do this as it wasn't going to go the way we hoped it would. So they were correct were saying like Dipshit. this is a ba- this is a bad idea and obviously there are other people going no we can get away with this no. we can definitely get away with this this is your first day on the internet you just sign up today the installer just leave your house yeah i think i mean i think you could i think if you just put everything on there and said this game is $120 you could get away with that more than the way that they rolled this out. If they just fucking gouged you from the game from the get, but told you straight up, this is everything. There's not going to be any DLC. There's not going to be any magic boxes to buy or anything like that. But it's 120 fucking bucks because this game is expensive. People go, all right, it's fucking Star Wars. And it's got everything. I'm going to buy it. Well, one, no of the things that, one of the things I talked to someone at GameStop probably about a month and a half, two months ago about was I asked him, I said, you know, what's the biggest issue you're having with all these different versions of the ga- of these games? You know, the collector's edition, the, the blah, blah, blah. And they said, it's parents coming in, or worse yet, grandparents, trying yep. to buy for their, their grandkids or their kids. And they, they, you know, they go, well, I want this game. And our policy is to say, well, there's these versions. 90% of the time, they go with the cheapest version. What happens? The kid get the, you know they they take it home. They give it to the kid. The kid opens it up, realizes, wait a minute, half the game is locked. Fucking thanks. And I need to spend money to unlock it, which the parents aren't going to do. Or the kid's like, well, this isn't the right version. So what do they end up doing? Then the kid begs the parents to take them back to GameStop. They sell. You can't exchange the game. It's been it's uh, once it leaves, all you can do is exchange it for the exact same game, right? Especially if or it's been sell open. it back to them. So now you got to sell it back to them at a loss and spend even more money to rebuy the version you want. And I'm like, I'm talking to this guy at GameStop, and I'm going, "You realize this is a fucking that's some gangster shit, right? That's just straight up fucking your customers." And he's like, "There's nothing we can do about it. We're not the one releasing four different versions of the game and not explaining it." In plain English, and if you're not a gamer, there's some versions of games that come out that I didn't. I, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know what version I'm buying, and I have to do. I have to do research, and I'm a gamer. Been have been my entire life. I remember starting off barely having, I mean, clear memories, but I remember the Atari 2600 joystick and red button controller. Remember it clear as day. Have played video games all my life, and I'm like. I don't know what version to buy. And I'm and right. I'm not going to go to GameStop because if I walk in and I ask them, they're going to go, oh, shit, we got a sucker on the hook. 
You're telling you're 40 years old and you say you're a gamer and you don't know what version to buy. We're about to fuck you six ways till Sunday. We're gonna sell you the most expensive shit we can. I don't know, man. Honestly, I've had really good experience with all the different GameStops that I've been to. I've, I think I all, and I ask their honest opinion on all kinds of shit because I don't follow any of this stuff. And do you spend I money at GameStop? I haven't really. Do you have uh, any, like? They no. ask you I mean, your I ha- phone number. I do have a card. I do have a um, whatever their membership card is. Like I buy. It's mostly because buying 3ds's and games for the 3ds's for me and my kids and that. You know, so yeah, I'm not buying the high end consoles and games. I'm not a top spender but there. But you get I, my I point. Know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I, yeah, I didn't mean to shit on your minute. point. It's just that I've had really good experience with all the employees at at uh, GameStop. Well, if I'm coming in as a parent and I don't have a GameStop membership card, I don't know shit about video games. And they ask me my phone number, and I decline to give it to them because I'm like, I don't want to be on your fucking bullshit call or mailing list or whatever the fuck. Whereas versus I walk in, and they go, phone number, and I give it to them. That has my entire purchase history since I've had that phone number, and I've had my phone number for over 10 years. They, I, I asked the guy, I'm like, does it say how much I've spent? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, so it's just like anything else, like Guitar Center or anything? He's like, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. Every purchase you've made under this phone number, I can see. He goes, in fact, you've saved like something like $400 and some change being a pro member okay. in your 12 years. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a hobby of mine. <laughs> like, I spend way too much time doing it, but it's better than some shit I used to do. But, you know, it's, that's what would save my ass walking in doing that. But if I'm just your average guy walking in, you know, parent trying to buy my kid a game. I mean, yeah. I the one thing I notice, GameStop employees tend to really love gaming, and they they're they're super nerdy about it. But they're not the elitist nerds for most of the, most of them are. So they they will help out someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know. So I. I'm with you on that. They're not like the comic book guy. But, you know, I think what we're finding out here is, or what EA is finding out, because, for, I mean, their stock price is down, and they certainly uh, have egg on their face over this this rollout, is that there are limits to what you can get away with. Just because you're this, you know, burgeoning behemoth of an industry that suddenly, you know, everybody, everybody who has money is spending a lot of it on on video games doesn't mean that there aren't limits to what to how far you can push that relationship with your customer you know and i think every industry has i mean i have a lot of uh parallel comparisons to comic books because that's something that i keep up with and you know you get your your dc and your marvel gouging you sometimes on like very you know, they do some shit Right, but they they have to find where their their limits are. What what are their customers actually asking for, and what is going to come off as just being greedy? That they have to maintain that. Like, I mean, Marvel's the most guilty of it because I think they're the most guilty of having this attitude, much like the Star Wars uh, or anybody that's handling the Star Wars property, which also Marvel is handling, which I guess is all Disney. Now, but, uh, you know, it's 
we're Marvel Comics. What are you going to do? Not read Marvel? <laughs> like you, you're, you're going to buy whatever we put out there. We put fucking Wolverine in a comic. You're going to bu- fucking buy it because what are you going to do? Not follow Wolverine? You're going to read the other Spider-Man? That. No. But then I think they do find a point where they where people are willing to go, you know what? I don't give a fuck about Wolverine that much. Yeah. You know, I don't need to... like The crossover that they're doing coming up in January, they have three different versions of the Avengers books, only one of which I'm following on the regular. And all those are going away, and for three months they're having a weekly Avengers story where all those three books come together in one book titled Avengers that starts you know randomly numbered at like 600 or something for reasons that they can make up. And then who knows what happens at the end of that. So I have to make a decision. Do I want to now up my one Avengers book a month up to four Avengers books a month so that I can continue to find out what happens in this book? What are gonna, what's going to happen with these? Or do I just say, fuck it. I don't want to read any of this because there's a reason I'm not buying the other two Avengers books. I don't care about those characters or I don't follow that writer. I don't like the artist, whatever it is. And they're all combining on this one story. So, I, you know, there's marketing, you know, there's finding ways to cross promote within your own business. And then there's just straight up gouging that crosses the line with that, with that relationship that you have with, with your customers. Uh, definitely. And I mean, it's not just limited to something like Star Wars. Case in point, Chris, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you bought a Madden video game? Uh, 2012, maybe 13. They might have started doing this. I'm not sure if they had started. Now it's just a staple of the Madden games. If you want to play franchise and your console is connected to the internet, which is pretty much, it has to be almost at this point, um, they have what they call connected franchises. Whereas, you know, when we were kids, we wanted to play a franchise. You pick a team, you play a season, you, you know, maybe if it was a, a, a deep game, you could go and play, you know, 20 seasons into the future and draft people. Now they have every game you want to, tra- you know, you got to train players up for the upcoming game. But you only get so many points to train them up. Well, you want more points? You got to buy Madden points with real money through the EA store. Yeah, that sounds annoying. And on top of that, if you are playing, if you are playing a connected franchise, you are online, so you're playing other people. You're not, it's not a single person franchise. So, the last man I bought someone with Calvin Johnson on the cover, I believe. So that was that was the one that came out in 2011, I believe. There's one more. I I bought one when I lived in this house, but then I started this. My video game just went away. But, I mean, you see my point. Like, if you're playing a franchise and you're playing people, you're forced to play people online who are willing to pay the money. You're going to get roasted. Yeah. I mean, even if they suck, they can now pay real money to train players to where instead of, let's say, a 79 rating for the game, the game they play you, they boosted their stats to 99. So even if they suck, you know, it's deep balls all day long. You know, every play is a fucking Hail right. Mary, and these motherfuckers are making bionic man jumps to get it and shit. And you're like, what the fuck? The only way I can compete is if I spend real-world money, or I can't enjoy my favorite part of this game, which is, for a guy like me, I love the franchise part of sports games. I love drafting, trading players, 
rebuilding the franchise, et cetera, et cetera. And it, I mean, this is that's EA owns NHL, Madden, FIFA. The only thing they don't have the rights to is Major League Baseball, and that's it. So, I mean, any sports game goes through EA. And now EA is starting to get into a lot of role-playing games. And guys, do I even need to tell you, Aaron, you've played enough role-playing games. You know how much extra shit. And the, and the, oh, yeah. the, the, of the potential for exploitation of charging there, people oh, for extra oh, shit. Do there it. are people who make their living just... Doing what? Collecting experience points, building up characters, collecting gold, whatever it is that you have to achieve with a lot of time on the game. If it's a big enough game, there's people out there that are making decent livings just building up characters, building up Dude, games for people. Well, I remember when WoW first swept the nation, up. and yeah. I was a I was a man. Like, kid still plays it. I, 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 I was a manager. Working with a bunch of like early twenty somethings, like late teenage, you know, like just right in the right in the demo that WoW was. So it, it just it swept the place I was managing. Everyone was fucking playing it, and I remember being befuddled because one of my people came in and told me that he paid real money for fake money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, wait, yeah. you gave someone real money and they gave you fake video game money. He's like, yes. And he, yep. and he he was like, it was awesome. And I got as much gold as I needed to get this and do this, this, and that. I'm like, but you paid real money for fake money. I don't think I was an old fogey yet. I was like 26 at the time. Right. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I'm like, no, I bet you even the game developers didn't predict that. Like, when people, whoever, whatever company makes World of Warcraft, when they started... F- hearing stories about people paying real money for in-game money, they were like, ding, like a big old light bulb went off over their heads. Oh, and definitely, yeah. That, that definitely has, seems to have set the pace for video games. Now, okay, so here's a question that I have now, though. You know, we started off talking about um, this EA game, the this, this Star Wars-related game, and a big part of this is it has to do with Star Wars, right? Because if this was some first generation of game with characters that nobody had ever heard of, doesn't matter how fucking cool it was, they would have never even tried to pull this shit, right? They would have actually probably been bending over backwards trying to get, to get people to play the game. But because it's a known property that people are already attracted to, that allows them to feel like they can push the limits of that relationship. Now, it, this doesn't seem to be... The, the same way when it comes to the movies, though. It seems like, um, well, I guess, is I wonder if, if there is a limit to how much Star Wars fans are willing to put up with, or if there is one. You know, we're going to get the the third of the, the new trilogy. Oh, the next, I imagine this, the next this, month this is going to be insufferable with, with the, promotion. Um, you know, two years after that, we'll, well, we'll have the other movies too, but we'll have, two years after that, we'll have the conclusion of this trilogy. And we know that, uh, what's his name, Ryan Johnson, is going to be doing a whole other trilogy of movies after this, not Skywalker-related. Um, you know, we'll still have to see what the uh, Han Solo movie... They they could do whatever the fuck they want. They're working on a TV show, a live action TV show, as well. Right. 
But, you know, and you may think, like, okay, this there's going to be a certain point where this just breaks down, where people are like, ah, I've had enough Star Wars for a while. <laughs> nope. it, can go back, it can go back into the vaults. But I'm like, bitch, we're on year 10 of Marvel, and they do three movies a year now, and they all are blockbusters. They all rule the weekend when they come out. Even the ones that aren't breaking records are still dominating the box office on the weekend that they come out. Yep. So, yeah, Batman so, vs. Superman still made a shit ton of money. And, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and yet, the when it comes to, you know, uh, it, it's not to say that the movie industry in general isn't suffering some or is fearful of, you know, certain technologies or big screen TVs or downloading or whatever, whatever have you that that keeps people from going out to see the movies in the theaters the opening weekend like they want them to. Um, they they are looking at, at ways to enhance that experience, you know, between the movie studios and the, the movie theaters themselves. And it used to be you paid your regular price for your ticket. I mean, back in the day, it was like 5 $6 if you saw it at night. And you sat on a seat that folded up, right? You had to flip it down, and it maybe had a little cushion to it, and it was definitely sticky. And you know, hopefully, you had a you had access to one of the cup holders, uh, but it, they could be taken up by your neighbors. And now, just about any theater you go to, it's a nice cushy th- chair that leans back, kick your legs up, plenty of room. And not only that, we have have you heard about the 4D theaters where your seats actually move around oh, and yeah. they blast like scents at you and snow and a little bit of mist when it rains in the movie and all this thing to add to the experience, you know? Kong Island. I was listening to the radio and uh, someone from a morning show went to go see Kong Island and they didn't realize they were going to get sprayed with mist. They were all pissed off because it covered their glasses, and they were like, I'm missing the scene because I'm trying to wipe my glasses. And I'm like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> Who's spitting at me? You know, and shit like that, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, so, I, I, don't know, I don't know what the bigger point is that I'm driving at here, other than I don't think that... The movie theater... The movie business seems to be in a different mode, Right. They've already been through the ups and downs and are realizing that there is a definite limit to their relationship with their customers and they've seen where that is. And, you know, I think that we get better movies for it, better, and we're getting uh, an increased experience to, to, you know, to keep people from actually, you know, going out and spending their money on this product. But at the, at, at the same time, you can also. It's a choice. You're, you know, you can buy a regular ticket for the regular movie. You don't have to see the 4D or right. the 3D no, movie. That's, that's absolutely. Or, or there's no. Oh, there's going to be a secret scene in the 3D version, though. You want to see the 3D because it's got an alternate ending or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same product, just enhanced. Which I mean, right. this is so why. I mean, as annoying as it was when I started seeing microtransactions for cosmetic things, I was like, does it really fucking matter? No. 
I mean, yeah, okay, someone's, you're playing a game online, someone's character looks cool, and you're like, oh, shit, you know, you might message them, hey, where'd you get that that armor set? Oh, it's, you know, you got to buy it from EA or whatever. And you're like, oh, well, then fuck that. I'm not getting that armor set. You know, it's, yeah, but it's I, no, no big loss. I think it was the the loot crate uh, part of it that got them in, in more trouble, More had, could get them in more potential trouble. Because well, some you're politicians essentially looking, gambling, right? Exactly. I mean, some politicians looking into it because he's like, "This is gambling, flat out. You're paying right. money, not for a guaranteed product, for the chance of getting this product, and yeah. the odds are very much stacked against you to get what you're paying for." Right. Whereas, like, I, if you wanted to compare it to like baseball cards, you know. Yeah, well, I didn't really collect the sports cards, but there were cards for everything when I was a kid. So, you know, pick your favorite movie. Fucking Close Encounters of the Third Kind had baseball cards, fucking pictures on them. And, you know, you would get, like, it'd say on there, there'd be some special foil version or holographic card that, you know, you had a chance of getting in there. And, sure, you might take all of your allowance money, and you spend it all on the, you know, buying all the Star Wars cards, you might end up with no foil cards, and you're bummed. But, hey, they did that with Magic the Gathering. But, but you, all, you still they hide have... They cards in certain decks? You still have $5 worth of cards, right? To, do, to collect. If you get doubles, you can trade them. Hey, you can Whatever. Never ever... You still have something for it. There's you no gambled on as... whether you're going to get a certain aspect of that card a certain version of it but it wasn't like hey pay 50 cents for this pack and you may open it up and it has absolutely nothing inside of it except for a piece of cardboard it's true. Yeah. or it may have a really cool card in it open it up it's 25 blank pieces of cardboard what right. the fuck you would right you would never just get nothing that would be gambling you're totally gambling on either i'm going to get something or i'm not you could never I'm going to keep playing until I do get something. You never not have enough That's mana cards. That's what they cards. want you to do. Magic the, the Gathering. It's not, it's not only ga- gambling in that aspect. It's gambling in the intent of, the, uh, of EA. Their intent was for you to gamble on it and spend a bunch of money trying to get the one that you wanted. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, full disclosure, I, I've, I've had to rein in my video game buying because it was like any other thing that it could get... With an, with an addictive personality, it can get very easy to have a bookshelf full of games that I bought that I haven't touched yet, you know, and I might yeah. never get around to touching before the next console generation comes, and then I'm like, well, fuck it. I, now i got to get the new thing. I don't want this old thing, to play, and, and those games don't get played. Yeah. Now you're going to have to buy the 4K version of everything. Now, fuck that. I refuse, uh-uh. until, until, until absolutely I have to, I won't buy Sorry. 4K it does not impress me all that much. It just doesn't. It's sorry, Jay, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I know you tried to sell me on it a few years ago. I a beat it. I was like, maybe I'm going blind. I don't know. I don't see all that much of a difference. It it's I, not enough. It's not <laughs> enough to go spend six hundred dollars on the exact same Xbox with 4K capability that I already have. I do know that, not. like, I don't have a new TV, but I got a decent TV. I'm satisfied with it. It's not huge, but it looks all right. And it's still, you know, far better than anything that I grew up with. But I got a new iPhone, and then it's making my TV look like fucking shit. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, my, my one TV's starting to go. The blues and the blacks are starting to do the thing where they, uh, 
you know, where they they blur. But I'm still like, uh, yeah, fuck it, Panasonic. Dude. I'm still like, fuck it, it works. Turns on. <laughs> I can still watch shit. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, so I'd spring for a new one. That to me, a TV is broken when it no that. longer turns on. <laughs> Maybe, again, I'm still getting used to having money. But, hey, it turns on. Fuck shit. Works you know, in my I'm, world. I'm, I'm with you. Before the flat panel TVs became a thing, uh, my dad had a big screen, huge, ridiculously heavy CRT TV, and... When he got a new one, he passed it down to me. And this thing, for whatever reason, emitted a high-pitched whine when the colors oh, were that's... real light light on the screen. And I watched oh, a lot yeah, of Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. So with all that white ice, you just heard, like, tinnitus. And I already have tinnitus, so it didn't bother me. But people would come over to my house. I'm like, hey, man, I got this fucking 50-inch TV. Come check it out. And they come in and they go, dude, how the fuck can you watch this shit? Don't you hear that? that ee? I'm like, I hear it all the time. I got tinnitus. I was like, you right. have like 25 dogs circling your house, howling, man. <laughs> no, right. seriously. No, he I used know. To drive I've, people nuts. <laughs> yeah, I've had a TV that would do that, and it baffled me. It was when, it, when the screen was mostly white, it would do that. So it was always for <laughs> anything advertised to old people. Yeah. <laughs> it was always done like a person in front of a white background and then a bunch of words on a white background because they need the, they want the high contrast for people with low vision. And oh, yeah. yeah, my TV would just scream. I never understood what made it do that. But, but that, is uh, yeah, my, that is my favorite part about the new generation of TVs is that they are quiet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the bitch. Even the ones the, that I, you couldn't hear, you still knew whether they were on or not with your eyes closed. Yeah, definitely. You could, you, they, they had a sound to them. And I try to yeah. explain that to people who I work with who are real young, and they're like, sound? TVs, don't, unless you turn them up, they don't have sound. And Bullshit. I'm like, I'm like guys, no, you just... No, they used to. Like, yeah, you, you yeah, could they had the sound the, all the way down on the TV. I could go upstairs. You could tell could it was tell on. You when you turn on and off the TV. Yes. Here's here's the better one. Sometimes on the real old TVs, you could still hear it even after you turned it off. Right. Yeah. It, it would take. Too, it would seem to wind down. It would gradually yeah, yeah, drop yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. Thinking about my, my, some of my parents' old TVs. Absolutely. The big yeah, old console so I w- TVs. Yeah. I, I wonder if it had something to do with the capacitors on that because that's what's going to hold the electric charge the most on in your internal circuitry, and maybe it was just that. The capacitor is slowly discharging. That uh, that's what we were hearing. I well, don't here's, know. here's something I've I've figured out about myself at least when it comes to TVs. I I went out a couple Christmases ago and picked up a 40 inch flat panel TV around Christmas for like 89 bucks, high definition, all this shit. My previous uh-huh. one was like a 27 inch. It only went up to like 720. This one was 1080. So I was like, okay, hooked up everything to it and was like, oh, okay. And then quickly disconnected all my video game shit and went back to my $250 gaming monitor. It just and looked I, better. It looked better, quicker response, no lag. Yeah. None of the none of the blur that happens with fast motion. Yep. And and even when my cat knocked over that TV that, that I was that I was just telling you about that I bought, and I bought like top of the line. I still play on my $250 gaming monitor. I, I watch TV on my gaming monitor, or movies is what I'm, I, not TV, movies and shit. And I think it's, 
it doesn't have a better pitcher, but it's just there's a point where it's like, man, this it's just too fucking big. Like I I don't I don't live in a mansion. Like I'm sitting five feet away from the TV. I don't need it to take up my entire field of vision. You know I don't. Yeah. It's just like it, it's it. I go to a movie theater. I used to sit in the front row of movie theaters before I would. And people go, why? And I'm like, because I'm blind and I can never keep a pair of glasses. Well, then I grew up and was able to keep a pair of glasses. Now I sit like to the middle, to the back. I don't sit up front. I don't have to anymore. Same here. You know, I can see. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have to be up front. Is where I will sit when I go see the Star Wars. Yeah, I, I've you know I've been eyeballing some of the TVs. So I'm probably going to buy a new one next year, and. Your standard size now is 55 inches. Like, where the fuck am I going to put 55 inches of TV? Like, I'm going to like, I'm gonna have to knock down a wall to get a comfortable viewing angle on that shit. Now I, now I know what it feels like to be one of them Mandingo black guys that got like 15 inches of cock. Where am I going to put all this? Right. <laughs> the average pussy's four inches deep. What am I going to do with this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you no, notice I, this, but my head is only about eight inches deep. <laughs> but I, no, it's it, it. Gaming is weird to me. Gaming is better on twenty-seven to like thirty-two inch gaming monitors or televisions, and they used to be a little bit more expensive than than TVs in comparable to size. Now they're getting to the point where unless you get the, the super extended monitors, they're cheaper th than TVs that size. Well, if that's the case, and they have all the inputs that I need, and I can mount them on the wall if I want to, I don't need a 55-inch TV. First of all, yeah. my, fucking, my entertainment center is an enclosed one. I got a 47-inch, 40, I think. I have barely a half an inch of clearance on the sides. Yeah. Well, I isn't mean, there, you think there's an aspect to this too, where there's a certain point when your screen gets so big, it's more difficult to track everything that's going on. Oh, definitely. You, know, you, you I mean, have to actively look around more to to be aware of your surroundings and say, like a first person shooter type game. Like it seems it would be a lot easier to track on a smaller screen right in front of you. My computer monitor, my gaming monitor, is curved and. Yeah. Nice. That wasn't a selling point when I bought it. It was just on sale. Ooh. It was, ooh, yeah, I know. Um, it was really rated high for gaming, and it had really low, really low lag input and all this and all, all this technical bullshit. I was like, I don't know what half of it means, but it sounds fucking awesome. All right, yeah. And I can get it for half price? Fuck yeah. Now that and I've when played you get mad it, and I mean, throw it, it comes back to you. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Everything's way too expensive to throw anything anymore. <laughs> I go to throw a controller, and I'm like, ooh, that's $80. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, right? Set that controller down gently, you know? Like, uh, come here, where's the cat? You know, I'll yell at that. They got they no. to build a little drone, like, helicopter thing into the controller so you can whip them. They just take off and fly Catches back it. to you. But yeah, but now that I've played games on a curved monitor, because when I was, you know, when you're just working on it, I'm like, I don't really feel much of a difference gaming it honestly helps a little bit because it's on a G spot on a flat <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's reaching up in there and it's like oh yeah, there it is 
<laughs> milking my prostate for me, yeah. Um, but no, it's like, you know, if you got your, you know, in games, especially shooters, you know, you have your radar usually in the corner and you got stats up in the corners that you need to keep an eye on, plus keep an eye on everything that's going on, a curved monitor. I'm like, oh, I get it now. This is why they, this is why that you see the, I know, Chris, please, you're going to laugh at me. The pro gamers, the esports guys, but now I'll use them. I get it now. At the same time, I'm not as good as them, so I'm just like, eh, well, it's like going and buying a jersey. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, didn't we cover this as uh, Sporgy? Aren't you supposed to somehow work in, look at his dick? I've been looking for that episode? all episode. <laughs> I don't know where that is. It might be on a. It might be on my fucking external. Uh, well, anyways, um, Aaron, you sent a uh, yeah. a link that I think is really interesting. That uh, which one was that? The shirt at Walmart. The oh shirt is, yeah. Is, says uh, sh- rope. Period, tree period, journalist period, some assembly required. Right. So, well, Walmart wants to be... Walmart's going up against Amazon, right? So Walmart is pairing up with a lot of smaller companies that will put their stuff on the Walmart site. I mean, a lot of sites are doing this, you know. If I, um, you know, if you, I, I want to put together a, a new computer on Newegg, dot com it'll have like there's some things that are distributed by Newegg and then they've got like I don't know how many different dozens of partners that they work with that it looks like you're buying it from Newegg but it ends up shipping from you know Tom's buttfuck computer repair <laughs> in in Walla Walla Washington or something I don't know so it, it so Walmart got into some trouble for uh, so there was something like some rainbow colored uh, uh, Iron Cross thing or something weird like that that went up and they were like, oh, that's embarrassing. Let's take that down. And they said that they were actually going to have more control over it. They were going to take a closer look at what their third-party vendors were putting up for sale on their site, which you think would be a concern from the get. You know, you have a whole division of buyers that that's their job is to buy the appropriate things to feature in the store and therefore it would now be on the website but apparently they don't really look at the things that come from third party vendors and this is one of them I mean it you know I don't want to sound naive but it, it was kind of shocking just that to me that that shirt existed and about journalists, like it's, I can understand thinking that this paper is corrupt or skewed. You know, well they have to they have to print these types of stories because they're owned by this person, or I don't trust that that journalist. It's those Lugan press and assholes. But the idea that just anybody that is interested in the field of journalism has some ulterior motive to push, you know, a, a story that's handed down to them by somebody. I don't know. 
I don't know what the greater fear is of just flat out journalism. That really that surprises you. This is a thing. You are fake news. That's how that guy got elected. Is that segment of society, man? Like that's. Trust me, I know I'm part of it. So I. I, I think. I guess I, it won't I'm not trying to, to pat myself me on that, the that back it inspires here, think, violence in somebody, though. I think I'm the most cynical person on this podcast when it comes to the media, but no, but I'm with you there. Like, I, people want to scream about freedom of expression with taking that t shirt off Walmart's website. Well, haven't we all said that isn't the line when you incite violence? I think that's pretty damn cut and dry right there. Yeah. I mean, if it said rope tree African American, uh, yeah, yes. If it said rope tree homosexual, I mean, I, look, I'm you. You know, I'm damn near an ab, an absolutist when it comes to freedom of speech. But yeah. I mean, there is a point where <sighs> to me, this shirt falls under. You can't do that. You know what? This is how I look at it, and I and and this is this is my little sliver. Half-ass sliver of libertarianism comes in. Can you still buy the shirt someplace else? Then it's it's no one's freedom of speech is being fucked with. The government isn't saying you can't sell the shirt. Yeah, and we also again the water always gets muddied with not with us. We're always the guys that are pointing this out. It always gets muddied with. They're a private fucking business. Walmart can go. I don't want to sell this. They can. They are allowed to. We always now, forget I, about that. Does it just because <coughs> we have the right to free expression doesn't mean Walmart has to sell your T-shirt? Well, there's all. I mean, there's there's the problem is I think it's perceived as to the hardcore Trumpers that are you're with us or against us. There is no in between. That this might be perceived as Walmart is biting the hand that feeds them. Because Walmart is pretty much universally looked at as the whiskey tango and and and, and poor people shopping place. Hey, it's a mentality we already talked about on this episode. Where else are you going to shop, poor people? I mean, I, I you know I have family who go. I shop at Walmart because I, I have to. Yeah. One, it's the only place that offers everything I need, and especially when you live in the boonies. I was going to say, as someone who travels the country a lot and has been in a lot of small fucking towns, a lot of times, this is the only thing around. Yeah. Meyer is not a thing when you go down south for the most part. No. I saw one Meyer in Florida all the years I spent down there. Uh, was it a thrifty acres? Was it that old? You know, it might have been. It might have been. It was, it was on the outskirts of Orlando, and it was an old. When I went into the Meyer, I was like, oh, shit. This looks like one of the, you know, like an old Kmart. I mean, it's it's what it looked like inside. Like you know, when you walk in and you just think, like, I just walked into a 1970s store. Everybody that works there is a year yeah. away from collecting a social security check. Um, but yeah, I yeah mean, but I, you know, I have no problem going. To, I I I don't either Myers because uh, I'm cheap I, and they, proud of it. Well, yeah, no, but they also don't have horrible business practices like. It, like Walmart does. I've known people who've worked for the company. They don't take advantage of them the same way. But anyway, I'm no, sorry. I'm with, I, I I'm with we, you on that. I'm with you on that. I mean, look, I grew up in a family that was very, you know, my grandfather was a teamster. My father was a teamster. Uh, uh, you know, my other grandfather retired from Detroit Diesel. 
I have three, you know, all three of my uncles worked at Detroit, you know, not Detroit Diesel, but for, you know, the big three, they were all part of the auto union. And even though they're all, for the most part, they were all very right-leaning, they still were, you know, big union guys. So it was beaten in my head from a young age. Meyer is a union store. Yeah. So you go, you know, if you have the opportunity, go shop there support a union store and i mean that was when i was younger that was a deciding factor now it's just yeah i've seen too many documentaries i've talked to too many people that have worked at walmart i know the shit they pull on their employees it's not even it's not even really their business practices outside of the store in the corporate boardroom because at a certain point you've got to grow up and realize if you're living in a, in a country like america we're all taking advantage of somebody to get what, what we what the things we use and consume every single day. All right, somebody's living like shit, so we can have it easy. Mm-hmm. And you just either make your peace with it, or you just ignore reality about it. You know, Bill Maher hit on something on his last show of the season that I think always kind of gets muddied. Poor people don't give a shit about ethics. It's. It, I well, having say, ethics I, is, con- be, is considered be, having I, I should, privilege well, in order to have. Well, I should ethics. say they don't give they don't give a shit about ethics coming from things that they patronize. I used to they say give a shit about what's taken less out of my wallet. I used to say this all the time. Idealism is for teenagers and rich people yeah. because poor poor people can't afford to be idealistic, and old people have seen too much. Scratch the surface of a cynic, and you find. A severely disappointed idealist. Yeah, that's 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 me in a nutshell. Quite honestly, that's a lot the, more. That's, that's a lot more idealistic when we first met, Rich. That same here. And I, you know, Carlin said it. I don't know if he was the first to say it. He might have been repeating it, but I agree with him. The older I get, the more cynical I get. And it's it to me. It's 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 not even at this point. It's not even. It's an involuntary response. It's like putting your hand on a hot stove and pulling it away. You know what will kill ideals really quickly? And then, uh, white privilege. Uh, uh, having to pay your own bills. As you start paying your own bills, <laughs> your ideals go away real quickly. The electric company isn't going to take, you know, ideals aren't keeping your lights on. Ideals aren't taking you to the grocery store every couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean. And ideals aren't putting gas in your fucking car you know that's one of the things i go through with a co-worker you know she's she's going into the teaching field and she's going into fit you know physical education slash health and 90 percent of the time boy she got a comment about something i'm eating or, or drinking or whatever and i'm like i i one i i don't have the money anymore to run to 15 different stores to find the best deals on the freshest of everything and make sure that it's cruelty free, free range, organic, non GMO, whatever the fuck. And on top of that, I don't look at death as something that is to be avoided anymore. It's inevitable. And I don't know, maybe this is like too nihilistic for the podcast. I look around and this really ain't a world I want to be in in 40 years. I hardly want to be in it now. Uh, but the world's going to be so much different in 40 years. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I, in 40 years, uh, you know, the, the only two genders are going to be Cool Ranch and Nacho Cheese Flavored <laughs> Doritos. 
and I'm not, and, it, uh, and you're not going to give a fuck. You know, and this is an interesting subject because we had Todd on last week. Yeah. And we all really drank deeply from the fuck social media, uh, for the most part, cup. Um, with Aaron definitely being the 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 the, the one who who had the most optimism, as, as Todd like to point out. Uh, but one of the things that I was thinking of since that episode was, is it really so bad to get lost in technology? I mean, it, we've all seen The Matrix. When 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 I can't remember his character. I just remember Joey Pants, the actor, Joey Pantaloma, yeah. whatever his name is. Yep, yep. When he's like, just put me back in the Matrix. I don't want to know about any of this shit anymore. I'm eating this steak. I know it tastes it tastes good to me, but I know it's not real. Fuck this. I just want to go back to the way things were. I mean, is it so fucking wrong to not want to deal with the horse shit and to want to escape? I mean, and... Well, that's, if, that's the thing is that we're, we're currently primed for that behavior we are raising generations of people that are told to make their own reality to make their own story to make their something of themselves so i mean pretty soon we're going to have the technology to just do that i mean just as an aside something that todd and i had talked about and I don't. I don't think I'm talking out of school. Have you know sharing this conversation with you because we had said we were going to bring it up and we just got sidetracked. But you know, one of the things that I do for this podcast, no one asked me to. It's completely voluntary, so it's I only have myself to blame. Let's just get that out in the open. I don't want to hear anybody say anything. Well, you don't have to do it. You're right. I don't. I choose to. One of the things I do is I dip my toe into the fucking parts of the internet that most people don't even know exist. I lurk in groups and 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 watch shit and, and watch people post things from all over the political spectrum, all over the ideological spectrum that are fucking absolutely reprehensible to me and and and, and pretty much are to most people on a day-to-day basis. And it burns you out. It's really hard to stare into the abyss and 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 eventually not have a man fuck it attitude start to develop just just as just as when you play guitar to protect themselves your fingers develop calluses just to do this shit you almost have to harden yourself and have a i don't give a fuck attitude and i don't wear a give i don't give a fuck attitude very well so i'm always trying to keep myself from burning out and if someone came to me and said take this fucking Put this headset on, put this on, put this on, and you can be anybody you want to be in any period of time you want to be. It's that simple. It's it's it, there's Ooh. there's there's no lifestyle change. There's nothing you have to do. It's just a choice. Do this, and all your wildest dreams could be fucking yours. And it's ju- yeah, it's not real, but it's just as it's the next best thing. Your mind and your senses won't know the difference. Would I take that offer? Yeah. I, at this point, I don't know if I wouldn't. Well, you know, Rich, I understand where you're coming from on this. Um, you know, I, I've certainly, I do my fair share of, you know, reading the Twitter comments, 
looking at shit on, on 4chan or Reddit or what have you, uh, reading things that I find absolutely reprehensible, just disgusting. And, you know, let's, I mean, a lot of times too, this, this is a lot of posturing. You know, the reason, the reason that, uh, that certain things, shocking things are being said online, a lot of it is they don't not say it in real life because they're scared. It's because they don't really mean it and they're just looking to have some shock value. That's where it, that's where your true meaning of the troll comes from there. But I don't, I don't see it as a binary option of either, you know, either choose to just not read those posts, not to look up that information, not to, not to absorb any of this stuff versus just going into despair at the state of, of the world. I mean, I feel like, while some of it is like I described in our conversation with Todd, a bit of scab picking behavior, a little bit of compulsive behavior, you know, flicking the tooth that's, uh, that, that hurts a little bit, you know, or, or, or whatever your analogy is. There's maybe a little bit of that, but I do feel like there is a just greater awareness of the people that exist in the world and what goes through their mind because you know, the people who truly believe some of these horrible things that they're saying, their brains are wired different than yours and I's and, and, and most people that I come in contact with. And, you know, this kind of, this reminds me of another subject that I wanted to bring up because there was a story in the New York Times about, uh, what was it called? Like your Nazi next door or, or something like that. Excuse me, right? failing New York Times. Please. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Failing New York Times had a story, and that got much criticism because it was a story about uh, the the Nazi next door was the I believe was the name of the of the the story. You'd think we would have learned and, like from a year ago. This alarmist language does not help. But continue. Uh, well, this is a guy who's. He's a Nazi. This isn't like some Trump supporter who's anti-immigrant and they're like, well, he's a Nazi. Like, you know, he, he's got Mein Kampf on the, on the bookshelf. So, but he also fucking, I don't know what else. They listen to smooth jazz, shops at Whole Foods. I don't know what the fuck. It, does, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It, like, Large proponent of khakis. He, he does, you know, he fits in with society. He blends in, right? And so the the author of the story was getting just lambasted for normalizing this extremist for in what a lot of people's eyes was taking something that was completely reprehensible and just by putting it out there as something that, hey, this is just a guy that you could run. This isn't some freak in the, on the corners of the internet sitting in his, in the, in his basement spewing nonsense. You know, he's, he's got a job and he goes to work and he brings home the bacon. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's, uh, but none of that kosher Jew bacon. <laughs> right. <laughs> no turkey bacon for him. So, and to me, 
this was just information, right? This is information that you should know if you're concerned about this. If you are concerned about Nazis in America, whether you think it's a rising problem or whether it's just something that is there, that has always been there, and we are just now acknowledging, either way, if you think that that's something that needs to be dealt with head on, well, this is how you start to deal with it. You have to understand who the fuck you're talking to. And you're not talking about... We've always seen the David Duke types in this country. The guys that are unapologetically racist. And we've easily identified those. That's not the problem. The problem is there's a lot of people whose ideology lines up with that type of thinking that only speak about it online and meanwhile, you know, drive a fucking hybrid car or some shit so they blend in. You know, they're not fucking blending in. They're just people that have some very wrong and, and dangerous thoughts in their heads. That doesn't mean that they spend all the rest of their time like writing a manifesto or getting a new swastika tattooed on their body somewhere. This is... The fact that because this person wrote a story about a Nazi and didn't go over and over the fact that this is wrong, this is horrible, this person is a monster, that just presented it with like, here's a guy who could live next door to you and have these bizarre thoughts that you think that only come from these extremists that you feel like you can easily identify because they all shave their heads, you know? I don't know. It seems really bizarre to me that it would anger so many people, that it would come off with the idea that the New York Times is pro-Nazi or that this this writer is pro-Nazi. Yeah, that conservative. Do we have to fucking have that conversation? Yeah. The New York Times. It really shouldn't. Conservative mouthpiece. I understand what you're saying. It's it's, It's like if I say, that Nazi has really pretty eyes. I'm a Nazi sympathizer. I'm just pointing out. There's a Nazi over there. He also has really pretty eyes. Look, Mike, give a hell of a blowjob. Here's something. <laughs> here's something that. that hey, I'm not getting head I, for no Nazi. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I don't know what she looked like. I mean, does she I look like bro- Tommy Laren? I can oh, wait. Bro- fuck Nazi. We're talking a girl Nazi, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd fuck a uh, what's her face who is in American History X. <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm convinced she wasn't even acting in that movie, but that's just me. Um, no, but do you understand? I, there's no, a reason I why I brought that up because there's this idea for me that is about I want to know who these people are, and I think we the, either we really want to handle this problem and figure out what's at the core of it, or we just eventually want to get tired of it and make it go away. No, that it's. And the way that we deal I, with I it is it. a lot more of like they just need to go away. They just need to get off Twitter. If we get all the Nazis okay. off Twitter and we stop reporting about them like they're normal people, okay. then they'll well, go back to just guys, being Aaron, their, their Aaron, clan rallies and shit. But, Aaron, but where I'm from, I, making something go away doesn't the the way to do that doesn't include giving it a whole bunch of attention. Guys, guys, wait a minute. No. Time out. Time out. Yes. Time out. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's look at the facts. There are what, according to recent article I read. Think it was in the Washington Post. If I'm misquoting it, my bad. 
It's totally on me. I didn't think this was going to come up. I didn't think I needed to have it bookmarked. Supposedly there are 6,000 card-carrying members of the Ku Klux Klan in this country at this point. Okay, yeah. All right. 6,000. That's not Now, right. now. I mean, per the, capita. What is, what, is, what is considered Nazis these days, all right, was not considered Nazi 20 years ago. Nazi these days, to a lot of people, is anyone who supports Trump. To By the way, a that's smaller point, group, oh, oh, oh. Two percent of the population. To a smaller group of people, a Nazi is anyone who isn't completely in lockstep with the progressive agenda. And then you have the very tiny group uh, that that is like you know anyone who isn't you know communist slash anarchist or whatever the fuck. Then okay. they're, they're all fascist and Nazis. What I'm getting but at is that you have to accept that, both things. So, if you're going to accept that there's that the there's a sliver of real Nazis, then you have to accept that there's a sliver of real liberals that are willing to call the rest of the spectrum Nazis just because they voted for Trump. I mean, that is, okay. not, the, that is not the majority of, of the, the left's view of Trump supporters. Those, are, those is, are extremists as well. The problem is, and I don't know how anyone can argue this, the, the majority of the mainstream media, very, very left-leaning. I'm not, and, and I'm not talking online media, media. I'm not talking that part of the fourth estate. I'm talking the old guard. I think, right. you know, it's almost by definition it has to be because the left seems to be more progressive about basic human rights. And so is the media. And so is... The, yeah. And when you have that, and then you have someone like Fox News who shows up in the mid-90s, and almost every person who's, who's, who spearheaded the Fox Network and Fox News also were, I mean, key players in getting rid of the Fairness Doctrine and the corollary uh, uh, rules in 2000. That allows the media to present an agenda instead of we're going to present the facts and if we present one side we're going to present the other now you have a media attacking the mainstream media the old guard and what does the mainstream media do it does what exactly anyone who's under attack does it fights back and so now sides have been drawn up so there's the division and that started roughly 20 years ago all right that division had already been started in higher education. Go back and look at the movie PCU, which came out in 1994. That was considered satire. a satire of something that could never happen. Now it's documentary. That is exactly. All right. And now you got people on the left who insist everything is about identity, whether it be their race, their gender, their sexual orientation, and they use it as a weapon to beat on everyone who's not part of their group and they get shocked when people start fighting back and using the same shit against them that's been used against them in the first place are you really shocked that people that your everyday average garden variety pedestrian racist who walks around going i live in a predominantly white neighborhood i have no problem with jamal who work who who works at the at the at the, at the oil change place because 
his daughter don't fuck my his, my son, and my son don't fuck his daughter, and everything's good, and all that shit, as long as they stay on their side of the town, that's your everyday pedestrian racist in America. That's your average racist. Right, right. Okay, now you start calling that person a Nazi. Now you start attacking everything about that person. Now you start telling that person, who might be dirt poor, that they have privilege by the very virtue and nature of their birth. You, you, you attack them with all this shit. And when they come back and they go, well, if everything is, in, in your opinion, I am is, is wrong because I'm white, then fuck you. I'm going to fucking fight for my white rights. But I think it, it, you're it, setting up a situation where there's no other ideology to fight about. It is you're white, you're straight, you got a dick, you're evil. Well, then don't be shocked when white, straight people with dicks start fighting back and anyone who's not them. I think we can just, we can get even more in me because I'm a simple man. And I always boil it down to simpler terms, but it's something we've said on this show before. I think it all comes down to stop telling me I'm a shitty person because I don't think like you. That's essentially what is going on on both sides. Uh, from yeah, each this, side. This is from right side, left is where side. I it, and there are shitty, there are really shitty points of view. Like that I'm not, need to be I, I'm not confronted. saying I'm not saying that not a thing. I'm saying just because our beliefs don't line up I mean, whatever happened to live and let live. How about this, guys? This is my point. Six thousand card carrying Ku Klux Klan members make up flyers that say they need to exterminate blackness, and somehow okay. this finds it, it finds its way into the into the, the the consciousness of the mainstream media. All right. So all of a sudden, there's hysteria. Okay, we got to get rid of the KKK. KKK is a terrorist organization, and the threat of six thousand people is now blown up to make it feel like, by the media, that it's half the country's walking around saying they want to eradicate blackness. Well, look now, at Charlottesville. The media would have had you believe every straight white male within a 100-mile radius was, yeah, at, and was I at have, that thing. And I have, I have fucking, from left, I'm, I'm talking hard left videos on YouTube, screenshots, and I'll post them on the Unregimented page, of the dozens of people on the uh, in support of the Nazis that showed up, literally we're talking 50, 60 people. That's it, guys. That's it. The opposition was there in the hundreds. All right. Yet they played. They played the victim card. We're the victims here. Look at these evil white men trying to take. No, it's a bunch of fucking idiots. Treat them as such, and they'll go away. We've proven that. For fucking 70 years since World War II. You idiots are so fucking focused on this bullshit identity politics crap that you can't get, go, yes, it's a fucking busload and a half of morons out here. You know what you do? You let them get up there with their bullhorn, people ignore them, and they fucking leave. They leave. No problem. You get hundreds of people out there half of whom is pissed off because they've been sold this fucking fairy tale that, oh, 
Well, these people wake up in the morning and their bank accounts are filled to the brim with 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 gold and and everything else just by virtue of 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 the color of their skin at birth. And so they're pissed off. And so it's a bunch of horse shit. You got two sides that are exactly the same fighting each other, and everybody's getting caught up in the middle of this shit. And it's like you just like like we were talking about with the sexual harassment shit. You can't say, look, there is a lot of subjects that fall under this umbrella. There is a lot of things that are all connected that we need to deal with as a society. If you say that, you're victim shaming. You can't say to people who are just entrenched in identity politics, look, stop with this shit. If the first thing out of your mouth when you stand up is, as a black woman, as a gay furry, as a whatever the fuck. No, how about this? As a human being, as an individual, why don't you try saying those words? But we can't because somehow that's attacking them. You're marginalizing. What do you expect to happen? That shit I sent you from the University of Texas school paper talking about eradicate whiteness. That is flat out racist propaganda. Any, any school that put that out that said eradicate blackness, eradicate. We're back to my theory. If you can't whatever, do it the other way, if you can't fill in another name in it. It's not a theory. It's the fucking truth. Yes. It's just as racist. But they've redefined words. We can't be racist. Only white people can. White people can't experience racism. Oh, so you take away the ability to victimize your victims, and it justifies your actions. Isn't that the same thing the fucking Nazis did to the Jews before they started rounding them up? And I'm not comparing the two and saying that white people are going to get rounded up, but this is how you dehumanize an entire group of people. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of people down south. There's a lot of people in the, in, in, in the woods of Michigan and Minnesota and upstate New York more than happy to fucking meet those people on some form of battlefield. Trust me. They're, they go to sleep dreaming of this shit. And we just let the shit go. Bullshit. Call them on it. That's a bullshit article on that fucking, from that, from that college paper. And whoever fucking wrote that, their ass needs to be expelled. It's no different than if someone fucking posted a pro-fucking-Nazi op-ed in the paper. You need to go, especially if that's a public university. Private university, you get in the, the law gets a little fucking, it muddies the waters. Public university, no, I'm sorry, we're not funding this. We're not funding this. Sorry, it's bullshit. And this is how come I can't get on board with this whole, well, some people think better not, no. No, most people are so stuck in the way they fucking think, they just go about their life, and it's fine, as long as they don't act on it. These people are provoking people to act on their base instincts. Tribalism. Right. This person looks yeah. different than you. Then, then that This person who looks different than you is the reason your life sucks. So you have no, to I, punish them. Yeah, people posting stuff on social media and writing stories about how it's okay to be white, and I read it and I roll my eyes right out out of my fucking head. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. You you guys are making up a prosecution of your of your whiteness, and then I turn around and hear somebody saying, 
it's not okay to be white. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? Why do you have to keep this conversation going? This shouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> it's it's like when I talk to people who are from other countries who go, you realize the U.S. goes over to, let's just say, our support of Israel, right? So we support Israel, and we, we, we rubber stamp and, and co-sign all the, and back all their plays when it comes to what happens with the Palestinians. All right. So do you know what that there's going to be blowback from that? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The Palestinians are absolutely fucking justified in that blowback. That's not our fucking fight, first of all. Second of all, I'm not really sure fucking... <laughs> I've said this from one of the first episodes I've been on this show. I'm not, I'm not really sure how I feel about Israel. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if any... Uh, what? Because some big book of fairy tales says you have some sort of religious claim over that land? The whole world's just supposed to go, oh, there you go. Because because six million of you got rounded up and cooked like a fucking holiday fucking turkey, we're supposed to just go, oh, here here you go. You can displace a whole fucking group of people because your big book of fairy tales tells you that that's your fucking land because you're the chosen ones. I'm not down with all that bullshit. There's no valid, there's no valid reason that's not a bullshit religious reason for the state of Israel to exist and to have came to exist like it did. So if I feel that way and I see the hypocrisy... How the fuck can I not see the hypocrisy when the media, the mainstream media, who's mostly left-leaning, most college fucking campuses are preaching this shit about, you know, oh, well, we need to fucking dismantle whiteness. And the and, uh, first of all, there's two words I'm starting to hear more and more when it comes to these type of uh, subjects. Reckoning and the invention of, and then they, you can insert masculinity, whiteness, whatever you want. Why am I hearing these words over and over and over in the media, in articles? That's called conditioning. You're telling me two words that we've not heard like this as all of a sudden being used out of the fucking blue for no, for no reason? No, you, someone's pushing an agenda. How do you invent right. whiteness? Well, that's you know, a genetic Rich, trait. We, we've talked a lot on the show about um, a, a type of behavior that I, was, I feel was really summed up well in... Uh, I mentioned this in our private chat, but the last episode of This American Life, and it tells a story about a politician named Harold Washington. And um, this was in Chicago. He he was Chicago's uh, first black mayor. And he got into power because he got a lot of the black people to get out and vote for him with this understanding that, you know, he... he him being black himself, growing up in Chicago, he's one of us, and he's going to be—he's going to treat us the same way as as everybody else gets treated in this in the city, right? And so he does get elected, and he does come into power, and you know, and part of the platform that he ran on was fairness—that everybody can be treated fairly, and that was his ideal to to shoot for, and. You know, the, the black people in Chicago bought into that, elected him with this idea that, you know, things were going to be more fair for them. But it wasn't enough for a lot of his constituents. A lot of them were angry because he was being fair, because they weren't getting some sort of leg up. The one they're set aside. You know, it, 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 as, uh, you know, some sort of, I don't know, reparations, as, uh, you know the the way that it was phrased by uh one guy that was interviewed for this story was that 
the his constituents, a lot of his constituents wanted him to be what they called more than fair. Yeah, go ahead and be fair to the white guy. You can continue that. But we want a little something extra because we deserve it because we've been oppressed. And reminiscent of that scene in the 40 year old virgin. Right. Which, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about the, the pendulum swinging. That is how you give momentum to this pendulum. You pull it back as far as you can on your side, figuring, like, you know, somebody's going to wrestle it away from you at some point. It's going to go swinging back the other way, but at least you get as much as you could while you had it on your side. When really, if you're forward thinking, you would put your energy into stopping that pendulum into the center so it stops swinging so radically left and right so that there is a, a, a more even idea of what should be of what is considered fair so i mean, and that's ultimately why i can't get behind any policies of of reparations or um uh Oh, because it's not shit. It's what, what, what's the term for it for hiring practices that uh, affirmative, affirmative action? action. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's not uh, affirmative action. It's not moving forward. It's dwelling in the past. It's focusing on what has happened right. rather than moving forward. Right, and and, it, you, and you're not dealing with the you know the extremists on the other side that want to get that pendulum back on their side, who are your angry white people who are seeing like, well, you know. You know, maybe it's a personal experience. I wanted this job, and they gave it to this black guy. I wanted to be a fireman. They gave it to the black guy because they needed a minority. Well, fuck that shit. They're getting unfair treatment. You know. Look, I what I'm what I'm, and I'm sorry. I, I did I did go off on a <clears throat> a rant there, and but what I'm getting at is this. You get <laughs> what I'm getting at is this is that. And when I say Nation of Islam, I'm talking about Elijah Muhammad, Louis Farrakhan, Nation of Islam. I'm not talking about Muslims in the Middle East. The Nation of Islam has, especially under Elijah Muhammad, at different points in time called for the eradication or the exile of Jews and white people, etc., etc. Obviously, I don't agree with any of that bullshit. Here's the thing. If they're peacefully marching and, 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 and demonstrating and someone attacks them simply based on their beliefs, I believe they have every right up to killing the person if they have to to stop them from hurting them in self-defense. Yeah. All right? Now, here's where I'm going to fucking... Here's where I'm a Nazi. Here's where I'm every fucking horrible white thing in the world. If neo-Nazis and alt-right people are peacefully demonstrating and marching and someone attacks them, I support their right to defend themselves to the death, if need be, to stop someone from trying to harm them. That's why I posted in the group chat today that Malcolm X quote. I don't even con- I don't consider it violence if someone's trying to harm you. I consider it self-defense, and that's common sense. That sword cuts both ways, folks. All right, and if you people who are thinking, what things go two ways? I don't agree with this person's ideology, so that allows me, that gives me the right to violate their human rights. No, it doesn't. Okay, if you think that way, let me tell you something. 
you're starting down a path that guy, no one's going to win. Yeah. No guy, one's yeah, going they, to they, win. They Germany. have less rights than you because they're a Nazi. This guy in Germany they, about mid-20th century, that would have loved the way you think. Because right. I'm just going to say this. And they can, can lose their rights if they decide as a Nazi to like beat up on a black guy because he's black. There you go. Send him off to jail. Now you're losing your rights. If you just want to talk about how you wish that black people weren't in this country and they should all go back to Africa, well, as long as you're doing it and not openly calling to beat up black people, then you're fine. I wouldn't do it in Detroit. You you express yourself how you see fit. It's the same way I felt about the nation of Islam. Same way I still feel about the nation of Islam under under Louis Farrakhan. It's the same way I feel about fucking hockey fans. They fucking win something. They they, they go out into the streets and cause chaos. I'm like, you do whatever. That's your guys' thing. As long as you're not tipping over or trying to burn my car, then we're we're fine. You wait till the football team does something. You think think hockey fans or something. Wait. Detroit will burn down. I mean, look, the, the bottom line is, is that there is a segment of the extremes that want all-out race war. and I heard someone say that the other day. We're in a civil war right now, and it's cultural. We've been in a, dude, we've been in a civil war since the civil war. We just haven't been firing shots at each other for the most part. It's been cultural. Well, it's been, it's been through, it, through, through, oh through, through busing, through everything, through the civil rights movement. It's, it's all that. It's always a push-pull, push-pull. It's the people who don't want change versus the people that want change. I have no problem with a truly progressive agenda to where the end goal is egalitarianism. We're all equal. We start off from the same fucking starting gun. I have no fucking problem with that agenda. What I have a problem with is unending bullshit based on something that gets further and further in the past i'd even be for reparations but it would have to be it was never going to happen it'd have to be a I, I once i once heard someone say on uh, uh bill maher that you know what would be fair reparations and i don't want to misattribute it i know it wasn't cornell west but I want to say it's him, but I know it wasn't. So forgive me for not remembering exactly who it was. But the person made a point. They said, okay, this country got so much free labor from slaves, blah, 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 etc., etc. True reparations would be for the period they were slaves in this country. Black Americans don't have to pay personal income tax. Okay, fine. But then the bullshit stops. I don't want to hear no more about this horse shit. We're done. Okay, 400 years of slavery, 400 years of tax-free. I don't know what else to fucking say. If 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 that's what if if that's what it takes, fine, fuck it. I don't care. Can we just put the past in the past and stop carrying around dead people's fucking luggage? Can we stop doing that? Because there's that's the only way this shit's ever gonna stop. But it's also, obvious. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, to say that you know, just said so, so that uh, we're at a uh, in a cultural war right now, right? If we're at if if what we're experiencing right now is a cultural war, if you're going to identify that as a war, then you have to point to some point in history in some civilization somewhere where there's 
uh, a period of what you would describe as peace. That's why I said where, it's always where been multi, a push multi, po Point to me where there was a multicultural society that lived in some harmonious utopia. Right? I mean... As far as... As bad as... As weird as fucked up as shit seems like right now, we still live in the most harmonious time in the history of the world and the most prosperous country with the least amount of accidental and violent deaths due to war and catastrophes. Like, we live in a golden time. Then why are we not screaming the that from the mountaintops, Aaron? Why every time, why why every time a news, why every time Fox News and MSNBC run a story that just drives the wedge deeper between us and acts like, oh my God, the, the end is nigh, do we not go, shut the fuck up, and if you don't, we'll burn your studio down. <laughs> you know what? Because we, what we failed, what we've, what we've failed to keep sight of is the fact that the things that are reported in the news are, by definition, very rare events. That's the only reason why they get on the news. Car accidents, cancer, people dying from cancer, suicides, all these things that don't get on the news because they just fucking happen every day all the time. You know, not even every day, every hour, every minute. You know, people are dying from these random things. And but what are we afraid of? We're afraid of the crazy shooter or the terrorist. The shit that statistically is just not going to fucking happen to us. Is not going to be the thing that gets us. These are all, everything that's reported on the news is by definition like a lightning strike. Yeah, I know the news would that's be pretty boring if it today. Six o'clock. Married man continues not to get a blowjob from his wife. Now here's yes, sports. Yeah, no film boring. at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and it's not to say that like we don't. I uh, certainly we spent enough time talking on this show about you know sexual predators, about gun violence. These are two issues that I think we could all agree that we should be at least actively trying to get our heads around and trying to figure out how we can prevent these things from happening. That's a good thing. That's a nice goal to shoot for. But just because they're all over the news every time you turn it on doesn't mean that it's happening everywhere all the time around you. I think and it's human nature. I, I think it's, we, it's, we can't separate that anymore. It's coded in our DNA through hundreds of thousands of years of evolution and for, for us to have been able to survive to the point we have to for, for a, a, a very large segment of the population of the human race to live in fear. And I think you have a smaller segment of the human race who refuses to live in fear. So they go to the next easiest emotion to live in. And that's anger. Mm -hmm. And I well, think one of the hardest I mean, emotions, the, the hardest human of, of emotions to live in is gratitude and appreciation or feelings to live in. And I, and, I, and I think we need to try to shift towards that. And I know I'm part of the problem because, I, God damn, I've never met a fucking a mad on that I never fought. That, 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 that I didn't, I don't pass them up. All right. 
but at the same time, I hate myself a little bit because, God damn it, now I'm adding to the problem. Me. I'm the hypocrite. I'm the asshole here because I got so much to be grateful and thankful for in life. The fact that I have the ability to walk out my front door and not have to worry about random violence striking me. I don't like like so many people live in fear that because of what that television pumps in their head or the news pumps in their head, it blows my mind. Well, you know, it is interesting that you take you you talk about this going back all the way to the dawn of man because fear, well, obviously fear is useful because only useful traits that help uh, a being survive are passed on. That is how evolution works, right? So if fear had no practical use for survival, we would have lost it generations ago. Yeah. Millions of years ago even, right? So, I mean, when we had legitimate daily fears, when every day waking up in a cave was, can I get enough water to feed me and my family or my tribe or, or anybody else? Am I going to have a, a successful hunt? You know, is something going to erupt out of the sky and kill us all? <laughs> you know, we have no control over our environment. We feel like we have to fight for everything. Fear well, buy a bear today. was the driver. Fear was the driver that... Got you out of the cave. Got you to go find the food and make shit happen and bring shit home for the, you know, to just survive. And now we are, we live in luxury, frankly. Even those of us considered poor, a lot of us still, if we have a roof over our heads, live in what would be considered by most people even a couple hundred years ago as opulence oh, and the things that I, we don't have to worry about are are numerous there's there's so one of the things that you know that we I had have this o- we have this overdeveloped sense of fear that we don't know where to place anymore I, it that doesn't mean that the fear goes away i mean it's been with us since the beginning what one of the things that that i i was having a conversation with a friend about a few weeks ago is do you realize the level of literacy compared to a hundred years ago? And I'm not oh, just right. talking. I mean, it's amazing the level of of basic reading that 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 the the most of the American population has compared to a hundred years ago. The world even more so. But yet, we never celebrate these things. We never we never go. God damn, we've made some fucking you know big strides as a fucking species no we find new bullshit to pick at each other about and to start wars about what and and when i say wars and just like what i said the civil you know we're having a civil war yes it's a it's a it's a cultural war it's a war of ideals and you said point out to one point in history where that's never happened i i, I can't really do it i mean i can do it about ethnicity and the ancient greeks weren't weren't worried about ethnicity as much as we were it wasn't about ethnicity. It was more about your 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 status and how much money you had yeah, in society. Because once they your, your once color they, was almost irrelevant. <laughs> sure, because once they ran, like moved their enormous army into your country and eradicated most of the fighting males and raped all the women, exactly. then they were all they were all Roman. Yeah, they were all Roman. Uh, they were automatically Roman. It was just like you're part of the family now. 
but I mean, the same thing was here. I'll have to do some research, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll send it to you guys. I really don't want to get into it right now because I'm going to fuck up a lot of facts think- and it's going to piss me off. But <laughs> but I just want to say real quick, it's just yeah. I, I I understand it's a constant push and pull. All right, and this is why yeah. I've said the 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 hardcore conservatives. Their downfall is almost all the time they're on the wrong side of history. They want everything to be the same or they want to turn the clock back. That's yep. not how it's not how evolution works. And the the hardcore yeah. progressives <laughs> Yeah, again, show me in history where that's happened successfully. And the hardcore where people progressives went back to the way things were. <laughs> the hardcore progressives their downfall is they always need an enemy. That's part of the. That's part of being progressive. Is to you have to tear something down. You have to tear something that was that was evil and bad and oppressive down. And if you can't find it, you start inventing things. And eventually, they turn on themselves. And I mean, if you if you, if you watch the left online, in some of the groups I'm in, there's constant infighting. There's constant jockeying for position on the victimhood totem pole nobody it's like it's a race to the bottom because they bottom from signaling but they they top from the bottom it makes no sense it's like it's like it's like a pimp getting pegged by his hoe but he's still dominating his hoe it makes no sense but that is that is how their hierarchy works it's counterintuitive and I mean, these, yeah, these are the extremes. But like you said, with a pendulum swinging back and forth to the extremes, you're never really going to get anywhere. Where's, where are you going to get the most progress from mm-hmm. when it's in the middle, when there's a balance? And I've said it before, well, and I maintain it. True equality comes from balance, comes from the center. Because if it's too far to one side, then this side, the other side's getting shorted. And if it's too far to the other side, then the other side's got their legs up in the air, while the other, while that side's got their feet on the ground. You can't, you, right? You can't this have is, it. This, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is why I find the prospect of the the complete disregard for the fourth estate, the 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 fucking Walmart T-shirt about hanging journalists. This idea is really scary to me because. If if you're if you're mainstream America, if your average citizen just decides that there's like journalists, we'll just throw them in the same basket as lawyers. You, you can't trust any of them. Sometimes you need them for certain things. You use them and then just you know wash your hands of them because they're all slimy and untrustworthy. Then you've left the arguments to the extremists. You know, we can say these are our minority of people that are extreme Nazi right wingers and extreme uh, liberal. Uh, you know, I don't know, snowflake, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you can say that those are you know just extremes that that don't have a lot of control, but they all. That's only if everybody in the middle stays informed enough to to uh, keep control of the narrative 
and not let it be controlled by the fringes. And that's kind of the direction that we're heading in. Uh, so, I don't know. You know, we could go a million different places from here. Maybe we should put a pin on this. <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, the deeper question that could make this go another hour is, why have we, why have we gotten to this place? Yeah, We didn't just arrive here. It wasn't all of a sudden, hey, we're making t-shirts like this now. Because we feel like it. Like, it's a whole... Yeah. We can, do, we can answer that one next week for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll put a pin in it. And, I mean, I it started out as a bit a few months ago, but who the fuck knows what's going to happen next week. If you'd have told me, when this Harvey Weinstein broke thing broke, that someone like Garrison Keeler was going to end up losing his job. <laughs> if you were Nostradamus and you looked a year into the future and just wrote down everything that Donald Trump did and presented it to me after he was elected and said, hey... You know that guy that was just elected president? Here's what the next year of his presidency is going to look like. I'd be like, that's a great SNL skit. You should you should definitely run with that. Yeah. But, you know, it might, it's a little bit much. I don't think any of this is really going to happen. Sometimes yeah. truth is stranger in fiction. You Let's know, see. I would have sent it back to the right. Some of this is a little too on the nose. Yeah, I know, right? Like, really? You called her Pocahontas? Come on. Let's see. Who is, like, the greatest human being at the Is it, like, The Rock? Who? Who? who you, you mean who's the anti-Trump? Yeah, just at the moment. Th- Cause, just because they'll be accused of sexual harassment by next week. Jimmy so, Carter. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Yeah, there you go. Jimmy Carter's gonna yeah. put his hand on an intern's butt or something. Forty years ago, <laughs> right? He was sticking peanuts up her bum. Uh, yeah. Him and Billy Carter. Yeah, yeah. Gang raped a, 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 a secretary in the White House. I now Billy Carter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, too much of that Billy beer. Yeah, start drinking. I mean, Who knows what happens? I could almost buy that, but you know. No, who's a beloved? Who's yeah? Just whoever the most beloved celebrity is in your mind by next week. Sexual harassment done. Be over. That's just where we're at now. I'm not saying it's gonna. Happen. I'm just saying like, so, like I said, Charlie Rose. I mean, granted, it came out. He's been I'll pulling the you, nude I- move, but. I've always got the creep vibe off of. Hey, all right. So real quick, poor side. You know, there's always been the Bill Hicks theory of, you know, anybody too far to the right, you know, you're going to find the skins of young children drying in their attic. You know, the the guys who rail against homosexuality the most can't wait to get to a rest stop. That kind of shit. I'm starting to think if you're too far to the left, maybe there's a Klan rally in your past or a potted plant. In your past. Oh, I've, it's, yeah. Guys who've been shouted down for years now have been saying, uh, ladies, don't trust them male feminists. Those guys that just, they're too perfect. Yeah, maybe. There's a reason, there's a reason they're doing that. Maybe in your past, you asked someone to watch you take a shower or something like that. The, the white knights. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the beauty. Maladies. Yes. Here's here's the beauty here's the beauty of women's logic. Fedora wearing assholes. Women women go well. No, they're not like that. And you just go, how do you know? Because they tell me. Well, guess what? I hang out with them when you're not around, and they say all the foul shit that you hate on us for saying. We just don't kiss your ass trying to backdoor some pussy from you. They do. No. Oh yeah. Okay. They own a penis. Yes, they do. Okay, so you know better 
than 10 fucking eyewitnesses that would be willing to testify in front of a grand jury because you have a feeling. That pretty much describes America right now. I will. Uh, I, this is an audacious and a bodacious claim to make on this podcast. And if I'm lumping you guys in with this group, feel free to speak up. But I'm saying, if you own a penis, at some point, you've told a lie to try and get laid. Oh, God, yeah. That's like saying Amen, you don't. That's <laughs> like saying you don't like every woman you've had sex with. I downright loathe some of the ones that I've had sex with. But it's sex. Yeah, they're just like, hey. Especially when I was younger. Now I don't care as much. But 17, 18, 19, waking up every morning with a fucking blue-veined fucking diamond cutter? Oh, God <laughs> damn, yeah. Pussy's pussy. It's a, what is it DJ Quick said? Pussy ain't got no face? Yeah. Yeah. Dick ain't got no morals neither. Not from like I'd say from like nineteen to thirty five ish. Maybe that's how it goes. I must have killed my sex drive partying too hard. It, it petered out somewhere around twenty five. <laughs> no pun intended. It's just like I'm done. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. My heart's got gonna it. stop before my dick does. <laughs> <laughs> gonna give so, up first oh no 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 i'm talking about like i couldn't i'm like god i hate this woman but i want to fuck her yeah. around 25 it didn't matter how much i wanted to fuck her if i hated her you gotta go bitch sorry you just get out of the my favorite band is new kids on the block and you can leave you know i don't care how hot you are shit get out of here <laughs> see 25 mine be like here put this in your mouth stop talking <laughs> see See, that's that horrible Donald Trump locker room talk. Well, no, I mean, it was already agreed it was going to go in the mouth at some point. It was hey, just maybe, let's hurry. You can't the even prove that that was Chris that said that just now. It was just like, let's just, let's just that, speed the process just, along. I, I heard was you it denied Adobe it. Was Yeah, Adobe <laughs> Sella player. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> From another podcast. Yes. Uh, okay, some okay. politician got caught, and he's like, uh, that wasn't me. And he's like, what, 80? This guy? He's like, it's a dope. Jim Fouts, the mayor of Warren, was oh, caught yeah, on tape yeah, yeah. saying That's all right. kinds of crazy Adobe. shit about women. And, and yeah, and he was saying, yeah. he called it Adobe so, Self player. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's just, to be fair for a second. And he's like, you know, they're 80 and they're dried up down there. That's just a, that's just a biological fact. <laughs> all right. I mean, wait, wait. Why no one wants a dried up old cunt. I mean, seriously, at 80 years old, when I sit on the toilet, my balls are going to be dipping in the fucking toilet water. I know this. Why am I offended if a woman points that out? Right. <laughs> Let me stuff my fucking Stretch Armstrong balls in your dried up gash. That's just what I want to do at 80. It's okay. <laughs> I think what was really fucked up about it, though, is that that was just what he thought of old women. Yeah. Like, like, they're useless as people because their cunts are dried up. <laughs> so, this old broad, this old broad pussy right. tasted like the pens in the Great Depression. <laughs> no, it, it's, not, it's not like he was sitting around telling a story about how some 80-year-old chick started hitting on him trying to take him home and he's like, nobody wants that dried up old cunt. He's just talking about old people. And he's like, why do people care what old people think? Like old ladies. They're just dried up old cunts. You can't fuck them. They're useless. <laughs> Who gives a fuck what they think about? See, man, I mean, my chauvinism does no bounds. Like, I, I've listened to an 80-year-old woman over an 18-year-old woman any day. I'm sorry. I, I just, 
She knows some life. She knows some shit. Exactly. Yeah. 18, you don't know shit about shit. And if you're good looking and you're 18, you don't know shit about anything. Your entire <laughs> life's been a lie up to this point. Yeah, you just think people just bitch. walk up to you and hand you things. That's not how Here, it's going to work. I have this drink. Would you like me to pay your cell phone bill? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, the 18-year-old, I mean, she barely knows how to suck a dick. Like, 80-year-old's going to pop her dentures out for you. Haven't <laughs> you ever heard the song Father Figure? <laughs> and I hate to say it, it got even more creepier once it turns yeah. out he was gay. Because yeah, I know, right? Because now it's like, oh, that's to a young boy, shit. Yeah, well, well, no, no, because put your tiny hand in mine could be, he just likes really petite women. Right. No, that's uh, a very it, good point. <laughs> well, when it became, when it's gay, oh, it's God. like, it's to a boy, it's like, ooh, that's like pretty young things by Michael Jackson. It took right, on a different you, path. When you're thinking man and woman, like, yeah, women have smaller hands than men, generally speaking. Yeah. Like, two but, guys. But so do 13 year old boys. You gotta be. I mean, either he's talking to Trump or he's talking to a 12 year old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. And on that note. <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting weird. So it's time to go home. <laughs> we are technically, all three of us are already home. But take the show home. Hey, you there, listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading all that fun stuff. Well, yeah, we've been doing this. Man, we've been doing this show for what? Three years? Three and a half years? Yeah. Even with the... Is that... With uh, the, what was like it? The nine months sabbatical? No, three. it's just a shade under three years with that nine months off. This is our fourth Christmas doing this show. Wow, really? Yeah, so we yeah, have 14, 15, 16, 17. No shit. I'm I'm like, what are we gonna do for a Christmas show? Just not acknowledge it? <laughs> yeah. The fuck oh, yeah, it's, the it's fuck Christmas, Christmas y'all know it. Yeah, but uh thanks for listening, downloading, sharing. Uh we're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitter at Unregimented Podcast. You can email us. Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Yeah. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. See ya. Later, guys.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.